The following content will have sequels and spinoffs mapped out until 2023 as a part of the Opinions Wild Black Cinematic Universe. Start the show. Crossovers, all that shit. Got pushed back a year and everything. <laughs> COVID got everybody fucked up. Streaming at home. <laughs> Theaters and streaming on the same day. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. We are finally in the last week of this goddamn the last month of this goddamn year. All right. Hit it with the air horns, right. please. Yes. Shit. Finally. But this year been twenty seven months. You know what I'm saying? It's still going. Damn. What the fuck is it a leap year? What the fuck's going on, man? Actually actually it was. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> we been that's how long it's been. So uh, hopefully this is, hopefully that's an excuse for us to not count this shit. Shit. Uh man. It is episode one seventeen. Yep, yep. Damn. How was your week, D Randall? Ah, let's see. The week after Thanksgiving. Let me see. Um, a couple of my coworkers are fucking idiots because their dumbasses did things over the holidays and um, potentially potentially exposed themselves. Um, well, they they turned out negative, but um, they were in a position to theoretically expose themselves to some shit, doing the shit that we told people not to do. During Thanksgiving. And I know this is this is kind of late for me to say, y'all. But Christmas is coming up. And a lot of y'all are going to be traveling. Or, you know, intending to travel for Christmas. Let me tell you something. Oh, no, go get Keep cooking. Keep I just, cooking. I just want to say, y'all. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to tell you. If you want to go home and see your parents. Okay. It is what it is. You want to go home and see, you know, you know, a few members of your family. It is what it is. You want to go home and have a, a mini family reunion during Christmas? Let me know how it turns out. Um, from there. Yeah, from there. Just, just, just stay there. Once you get there, just stay there for at least four weeks. And go ahead and get it out of your system. Because chances are, if you've got... 30 or 40 people in one place, at least two of them have it. At this point, it's just it's just statistics now. The vaccine rollout got people making some bad decisions out here. Let me tell you something. The, the CDC has just updated their information. The CDC originally said that black people were, um, were dying from COVID uh, at twice the rate that white people were. Hmm. Elizabeth Warren had them update the the age uh, parameters for that, and she had them update some information, introduce some new data, and now it turns out that we are in fact dying from COVID at three times the rate that white people are. So with that knowledge, 
enjoy yourself at the family reunion. Enjoy yourself at uh fifty fifteen, bar fifty fifteen, free COVID before nine. Shout out to everyone who says if I would have gotten it, I would have gotten it by now. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Somebody said that y'all, now? Y'all are the real heroes. Oh, man. And by real heroes, I mean fucking idiots. What the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? Nobody's making good decisions anymore. I have to say. Um, I, I didn't want to delve too... Because I'm going to talk about COVID a little later. I didn't want to delve too deep into this shit. But nobody's making good decisions anymore. And I don't understand. I, I, like, how many how many signs do we need of the apocalypse to start making better decisions? I, I, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. This is why I just stay in my house. Um, until I run out of money, <laughs> I just stay in my house and watch random things with Hugh Grant in them. Speaking of which, to, not to get off on too big a tangent, is it just me? I so I watched the series for I watched the finale of the Undoing. I did too. I have not watched this series at all. Oh, yeah. I just I fell asleep. I fell asleep watching something else, and it came on. So you, you only watched the finale? You didn't I watch only any watched episodes? the finale. Oh. Is it just me? Or is Hugh Grant getting better in his old age? Here's what I'll say about that series. Okay. And this is not a spoiler. Okay. Um, I actually liked every episode except for the finale. Okay. I, I, I think you... I think the storytelling in it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, you didn't like the who done it. You didn't like who the... Well, even though that, that apparently, part is, from what I'm told, it was exactly the person that they yeah, kept trying to tell you it was. That part is neither here nor there. It was really, it was really a study about like narcissism. Okay, but the the last <laughs> ten minutes of it were very lifetime movie ish. It was did, like, I was it like, did turn uh, batshit crazy, y'all. It turned quite batshit crazy, y'all. But leading up to it, it was it was it was on some oh shit yeah. Nicole Kidman is the best at playing the wife of someone who does fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you this go back, true. if you go back to um, Big Little Lies, Big Little Lies, and then um, uh, Kubrick movie with Tom Cruise, uh, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut. You know, she she's very good at that playing that role. She also runs funny. That's true. Yeah, um, but shout out to whoever constructed her titties. Nice titties, it's true. Let me go ahead and very yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess before I get into the shits, uh, quick shout out, uh, shout out to Humvee of Humvee's house party. Uh, he had me on at the last minute. He hits me up like twenty minutes before his show goes on. Mm-hmm. Could you come through and talk some shit? About the True Kitchen thing, which we will get into uh, later in this program. Um, and I came through, uh, got my Wi-Fi issues together, and uh, jumped in the Zoom, and we, we had a we had a good time. So shout out to Humvee, shout out to uh, shout out Peabody and Marcus from Social Complex Podcast. Shout out to Victoria. 
Shout out to Lala from uh, um, Play No Games podcast, which is back. Play, she took a she took a little mental health time, and she is back with her season premiere as of last week. All right. Uh, so shout out to her. I have to say, so the funniest thing we were talking about the Nate Robinson knockout. I love how the Nate Robinson knockout has gotten bigger than the Tyson thing. So <laughs> she did not watch the fight. Yeah. And we were explaining it to her. And she just had this worried look on her face. She kept going, Well well did he didn't he have any friends? Who was with him? Who well is he okay? Is he conscious? Can he form sentences again? <laughs> I swear. As far as Lala is concerned, Nate Robinson, somebody committed a hate crime on Nate Robinson. That's it. That's just far I mean, as, that is all she heard. Considering who it was. Um, um, that's not too far off yeah, the truth, actually. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to also to Craig Lindsay. Uh, everything is canceled is apparently back. Hey, hit it with the air horns. Let's go. Yeah, I saw his IG and he, he interviewed someone. He's like, yeah, I'm doing his voice. Like, I actually heard him. He was like, <laughs> um, yeah, he returned to... Everything is canceled, apparently. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Back in the fight. I love it. People have spoken. All right. Um, didn't we just get through talking about everything is canceled? Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, so good for him. Uh, good for him. Check out Humvee's house party every Monday on uh, Facebook Live. Um, check out Play No Games podcast. I believe hers drops every Tuesday, I want to say. Uh, and everything is canceled. Um, I don't know what his new schedule is, so it drops when it drops. Yeah. Uh, so look it up on all the uh, usual suspect streaming services. Uh, flowers this week. We're handing out flowers while people are here. Um, this is a follow-up from last week because we shouted out uh, Between the World and Me. And I said I did not know who the cinematographer is. Ibersol um, Fallon, our white people must be stopped correspondent actually hit me i think the i think the the podcast had been up an hour <laughs> <laughs> and he hits me up immediately in the in the in the inbox and tells me about bradford young yep the cinematographer uh for between the world and me also worked with uh ava duvernay on selma and when they see us yeah he also was the uh, cinematographer for arrival Arrival, I yeah. l- fucking I love that movie. Solo, a Star Wars story. He did that one. Oh, vi- oh, he did Solo. Okay, a violent year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, Bradford Young is one of my favorite cinematographers. Okay, and I'm, and now I'm definitely gonna watch it sometime this weekend. I'm gonna rewatch Arrival. Just on, I love that movie. Yeah, uh, I love that director, the the French guy who did uh, Blade Runner, Maria Villeneuve. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so yeah, um, apparently, in Dennis Villanueva, I'm just, I just gave him a name. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, Bradford Young is innovating, and he's important because he is innovating in how black people are filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, Randall showed me a trailer for what was it? It's a it's a, a movie called Mother of George, which came out I think in 2013, starring okay. Dania Guerrero of Walking Dead and Black Panther fame. And one of the reasons why this movie is notable, and it's it's on Amazon Prime if you want to see it, um, it's beautifully shot. Um, but but what it brought attention to was, uh, for many of us who are in photography or 
um, or cinematography and videography, we know that for long, 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 far too long, uh, people have had trouble photographing black skin. And with the mother of George, Bradford Young did a tremendous job of not only illuminating and highlighting darker shades of skin. He, he, he also did so by using mostly natural and available light. And he was also able to naturally capture the different shades of brown as well. Uh, yes. Something that white cinematographers and photographers have long had trouble with. And instead of trying to lighten darker skin to, to bring it in with the rest of the picture, he uses the darkness of the skin um, as an additional color palette to make some very beautiful images. Mm. And it is amazing. Uh, so it, with that in mind, uh, shout out to Bradford Young, who is uh, flowers to him, uh, who is making quantum leaps in uh, how we're filmed and ultimately how we are represented in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you know, and of course he's, since he's worked with Ava and who I have long given praise to for how, um, for overseeing how black people are filmed mm-hmm. on Queen Sugar. Yep. Uh, Cause it, the cinematography there is beyond belief. Yep. Um, he was also nominated for best cinematography um, both for the Academy Awards and the BAFTA Awards for Arrival as well. Hey, so, yeah. I definitely have to rewatch that movie. That's a terrific movie. Um, so, uh, kudos to you. Uh, a quick Humans Ain't Shit this week. Guys, wash your fucking mask. Yeah! I'll say it again. Wash your fucking mask mask yeah for those of you that wear cloth mask it is important that you wash it at least on par with how often you wear it um you're you've got this thing on your face all day your face gets sweaty and oily and all of that probably gets absorbed by your mask get a box of disposable disposable masks also do that and just throw one away every day uh, you know, you might be fucking up the environment, but look, think of, think of a mask as underwear. How often do you wash your underwear? How often do you wear dirty underwear? Think of a mask as the same thing. You breathe in and out bacteria all day. You sneeze in it. You spit in it. You cough in it. You burp in it. You blow snot in it, whether you know it or not. Think of think of yourself as wearing dirty underwear on your face. Exactly. And some of y'all, man, I, I see y'all with a little brownness on the edges. It's nasty. <laughs> oh shit! When when people at my job have that shit, I just I just bring over the box to my hair. Go ahead and go. Yeah, just go ahead and take a few of them. Actually, nah. You see, look at the, look at the edges of yours. I love look. that. That's gonna become the thing now. That like like when like in, in office settings, when you're ordering office supplies. Masks have to be have to be a thing now. We have a virtually unlimited supply of masks. I told him, I was like, y'all can wear two a day. Wear one before and after lunch. <laughs> you know, just, nobody's nobody's gonna judge you on having a clean mask. As long as you're wearing it right, wear a bunch of them. <laughs> and when that shit starts stretching and sagging, get a new fucking mask. 
<laughs> we've, we've talked about this. We talk, he, he, yeah. he feels very strongly about this because he has to watch it all day. Like, what is the point? What is the point of just having that shit? Just don't wear it if you're going to have the shit on your chin. Don't wear it. It is 0% effective once that shit slides under your nose. Stop it. Clean your shit. It's, it's underwear for your face. That might be the name of this episode. Underwear for your face. Let's go. Um, so, yeah, that's just a short public service announcement from us. Uh, wash your fucking wash your fucking mask, or if you or if if you choose to uh, wear if you choose to wear disposable mask, get plenty of them, get plenty of them, and be able to switch them out. You know, as often as you switch about things that you go about your day. Um, you know, if if you got a bunch of underwear, you should have a bunch of masks right now. That's just the vibes right now, right? That's the world we're living in, and we got to learn to live in it a little better. There's so many places to get cheap and free masks right now. It's true. It's true. Left and right. Support your black businesses, because I'm sure a bunch of them are making them, and they're probably making them affordable. One of which is the Opinions Wild Black merch store. We definitely sell masks. Um, Get your your mask. the the Black Friday sale for the regular tees is should be over by the time you're listening to this, but I believe we're about to go into a twenty percent off of everything in the store mm-hmm. uh on its own. Just twenty five twenty percent off of everything. Get twenty percent off on your mask. Please excuse the shipping. Uh US USPS is really fucking up. Yeah. Uh but you should be able to still get it expeditiously. Um so definitely take advantage of that. Um, song of the week. Um, get a little rap. Get a little rap in there. Bars. Uh, let's hit us a little young ma. Hmm. A little young ma. Uh, I came across the joint I like. Yeah, I'm 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 making more of an effort to really find, be able to find and name women rappers outside of the top forty that I appreciate. Young M.A. is, I mean, I mean, she's kind of sort of mainstream, but still. Um, so uh, this is, in, it, 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 if you look at it on Spotify, it, says, it just says N-N-A-N, which means never need a nigga. Hmm. Um, pour yourself something, get comfortable. Introdu- if you've never heard a Young M.A. song, introduce, introduce yourself to this one. Um, I like the vibes. We're going to have a good show. And we'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Yeah, she fire. Brown skin, pretty brown eyes, slim waist, but her hips kinda wide, thick thighs. She about five five or about five six. Pretty tits and high legs cross when she sit. Hair was hanging by the inch, then she cut it off. Eyebrows on fleet, can't rub it off. No pencil, trap music in the Benz coupe. With the top down, no nigga, just a shit suit. Bad bitch, she only smoke blunts with the glass tips, and she buy Chanel bags just to put a cash in. Chanel thigh high boots, stashed the 380s. Money on her mind, she ain't thinking about no baby. We used to sing a shine. 
baby, 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 baby. Now her mood is fuck you, pay me. Used to ride the bus, now she wear a bus down. Now it's a clear port, every time she touch down. When they throwin' shade, she just make a touchdown. Scoring on you hoes, she real like She got her own car in her own crib. She don't take no handouts, she don't own shit. Shorty pay her own bills, buy her own drip. I can't keep my hands off her cause she's so thick. Bust her wrist down, baby, you the coldest. She don't go deep cause it ain't her motive. She gon' bust a jug just to keep her loaded. Got it out the mud and I had to know this. Shorty ain't never need a nigga, never ever need a nigga for nothing. Shorty ain't never need a nigga, never ever need a nigga for nothing. Oh. Shorty ain't never need a nigga, never ever need a nigga for nothing. Shorty ain't never need a nigga, never ever need a nigga for nothing. Oh. Face on garlic, body on blessing Yeah, she got friends, but her money is her best friend She already winning, now she working on her next win Independent women, I salute you Mommy stand out, she ain't neutral Never going broke, she refused to New bags, new do, new you Big body bends when she cruise through Out with the old and with the new new She'll have you hook pussy on voodoo She'll have you cuckoo for the cuckoo Gel on her nails, color on blues clues She stay on vacay, boomerang, new views Playlist with the new tunes Fuck what your last nigga did, baby, do you? She her own car in her own crib She don't take no handouts, she don't owe shit Shorty pay her own bills, buy her own drip I can't keep my hands off her cause she's so thick Bust her wrist down, baby, you the coldest She don't go deep cause it ain't her motive She gon' bust a jug just to Keep her loaded Got it out the mud And I had to know this Shorty ain't never need a nigga Never ever need a nigga for nothing Shorty ain't never need a nigga Never ever need a nigga for nothing oh. Shorty ain't never need a nigga Never ever need a nigga for nothing Shorty ain't never need a nigga Never ever need a nigga for nothing oh. And that was Never Need a Nigga by Young M.A. Uh, you, if, you, if you're looking for that on any of your streaming services, you'll find it under N-N-A-N. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, I like, I have to say, I like Young M.A. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like the spectrum has to be represented. Lately, I've been, been kind of on the, on the ratchet side of shit, listening to a lot of uh, like Megan and Sweetie and Tay Money and um, I'm, but I I really enjoy Young Ma. Uh, I like what she brings to the table. I wish I I want to see her in more things. She's interesting. Um, you know she got and she actually she actually has skills. I I, I just I just find her to be very interesting. Um, she it's that you know what it is it's that stud swag. Is stud a derogatory term? She refers to herself as one. Okay, um, fair enough. Well, but then again, well, that, that's a good question because we're, I'm going to put that out there for the opinions while black yeah. family. If you're a member of the LGBT community and you are in those circles, please let us know. Is stud considered a derogatory if someone outside of the community is saying it? Because yeah. that's the only that's the only thing I've ever I had ever known. Yeah, growing up, like Cause we we call each other nigga, but you know if 
the wrong person. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I understand. But yeah, yeah, that's the that's the that's the the you know, the 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 stud vibes. Um Yeah, I I would be interested in, in a dialogue surrounding a masculine presenting person saying, Never need a nigga. <laughs> I think that's that's the I guess the ironic part of it. Right. Um Well she's saying it about to. a chick. You know, like nigga, like like niggas do that miss, miss independent shit. I got you, I got you. Yeah, she, I she's, got you. She's saying it about one. I a chick I used to talk to, um, who is a who is a rapper herself, um, is in love with Young M.A. I, it's a, it's kind of incredible. Like, like 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 she's in love with Young M.A. to a point where I ask questions about the nature of our dealings back in the day, like. Mm-hmm. You can be honest, <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know because it, and it's a and the standards there are different, and I have to accept that, and it's just weird because I'll look because you know usually when you're talking to a woman, and you and you know she talks about you know her, maybe her exes or her past, you kind of look for similarities. Am I falling into this type? Yeah. And is that going to contribute to the rise and fall? And I look at Young M.A. And I don't see it. <laughs> the standards just must be different. And that's fine. I think this, so. this, this, is, this is not me hating on the community or anything. It's just an observation. Um, so shout out to Young M.A. Um, yeah, I like her. I'm going to keep looking for shit from her. This just in. Oh, what we got? The NBA season starts in about three weeks, and instead of being at practice with his team, James Harden is playing Rona Roulette at Lil Baby's birthday party at a strip club in Atlanta. Jesus Christ! So, just so, just Fuck so. Sake. <laughs> oh my! God. In case y'all wanted to know what James Harden was up to, yes, he is in the strip club this weekend. <laughs> it's it, it would be easier to report on when James Harden is not in the strip club. That is true. <laughs> Um, when you see him on the court, when you see him on the court, passing, you know, or playing defense. Um, let's see what we got here. Um, salute to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was just released from the hospital after his battle with COVID. Uh, so far, um, it looks like he's going to be okay. We heard we heard this first from Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. who called him and checked on him, and uh, I, I salute that because. I like people like Chance dispelling the notion that niggas don't keep up with each other. Yeah. That niggas don't communicate and keep up with each other. Um, I, I'm not going to delve too far into those myths and where they come from and who's saying them, but... Niggas. Uh, niggas. And women. And women. And women. Well, they, when I say niggas, I mean... Yeah, us. I mean... The, the community. The diaspora. The diaspora. I agree. <laughs> um, Y'all ask Jeremiah if he thinks this shit is fake or not. Real talk, real talk, because they said his they they said his symptoms were not good. He was in the ICU. Mm-hmm. He was on a respirator. Man, um, so very glad he came out on the. Ah, I should have played his new joint with Neo. He has a new joint with Neo. I might do that next week. Um, but so glad he's come out on the other side. Okay, salute to him. Salute to his family. Um, we need each other, man. It's it's, it's this this is gonna be a fight. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. <laughs> um, 
let's see what else we got. Oh, we got to talk about this. So Warner Brothers has, or Warner Media as well. Uh, there's a, there two different entities. I have not understood the difference yet. Has entered a deal where they're going to release all of the the 2021 movie schedule. They're going to release those in the theaters and simultaneously on HBO Max for streaming. This is enormous. This is enormous because HBO, uh, not HBO, Warner Brothers is one of the major players in the movie industry. Mm -hmm. The theaters are already on life support. Um, this is, uh, and this is a good, you know, Warner Brothers puts out a good chunk of the, of the theatrical rotation. So this is essentially pulling the plug on life support, uh, I think for the theaters. It's kind of a big deal. It, it's a, it's a huge deal. Um, and, and I'm, 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 I'm a person that's going to look at both sides of possibility when it comes to this. So first of all, I will say I'm, I'm more concerned for the art house type of movies, the, you know, the a 24 and the, the Sony classic movies that don't get that tent pole billing that, you know, might squeeze out a two or three week run in the mm -hmm. theater, you know, based on other movies that are, that are popping at the same time. I think those are the ones that are going to find it more difficult if theaters are closing down. Now, with that said, this is also the time for theaters to figure out a way to provide, I guess, a more customized niche experience for the movie-going audience. Because you and I have talked about it before, and I've talked about it with other people before. There is, there is a certain thing that you get when you go to the movies to watch the movies. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, even as an adult, one of my favorite things over the last few years has been going to see the Marvel movies with the same group of people each time because that is our shared experience. Right. Uh, it's it's a way for us as an adults to get away from whatever our normal routine is of being at home. Um, for me, especially within the last couple of years, it has given something for me and my older niece to experience together. So there, there is value still in the movie going experience. And especially when you, when you have a theater that's more adult and you get to, you know, get some, some beverages thrown in and some adult time thrown in mm. it. Again, it, it gives you an experience that you would not have at home. So for those types of places like the, um, you know, studio movie grills, the Alamo draft houses and the iPicks, they have the opportunity, hopefully, to craft an experience that appeals to a more niche crowd, hopefully. Now, the large multiplexes, so like we were talking about last week, the AMCs, the, the 30, the 30 yep. room multiplexes, those are the ones that are really going to have trouble because they really depend on... You know, they really depend on high volume traffic Agreed. in order yeah. to survive. Those are the ones that are in trouble. Um, now, as far as how this works with other theaters or other other studios, we'll see. Uh, on the other hand, this could also be a very strong move by Warner Media to boost up their HBO Max subscriptions. 
Agreed. Because that if and if that's the case, I, that's this is a strong move in that direction for it, especially since you know you're you know, getting a lot in that package you, now. You're getting a lot, and I'm fortunate that because of my, um, I think it's my AT and T account, I get yeah. it for free for now. But I would will I would gladly pay, pay for it. Um, you know Disney. You know, paying for Disney over the last year has kind of been, yeah, you know, the only thing I've really watched is The Mandalorian, along with maybe one or two other things. But I watched, Man- I watched Mando, I watched Hamilton. Yeah. Um, I I I go through the the Marvel like cartoons. Um, I I think I stopped on Guardians of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. cartoon, which is okay. Um. But I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't. I think it, if you're if you're into what they're offering, I think it's pulling its weight. Yeah, so to speak. I mean, it's to me. There's a difference between the two right now, in terms of you getting what you pay for. I, I still rock with both of them, but this move from Warner Media definitely um, puts them in, in an interesting space. Is Netflix nervous? Do you think? No. No. Netflix is already Netflix is already ready to um do things like they're they're already competing with theaters anyway right so they're it's not their game money. to lose yeah it's their game to lose they're i i feel like and i don't know all of their the economics of netflix i feel like their bread and butter are their series and, and not necessarily movies no, people, so people are hyped for umbrella academy yeah and, you know um, Stranger Things is coming back eventually. I think they're. I think they've announced that they're going to do the last. The, the the next two seasons are going to be the last. Stranger Things. Yeah. Okay. That's they kind of got to. Those kids are. Those, those <laughs> kids are getting older, and it's not looking good on all of them. Yeah. It's it's getting hard to look at Finn Wolfhard or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm just saying. Not all of those kids are aging appropriately. They're going to come back in their voices as deep as ours. Millie Bobby, also Millie Bobby Brown, sick of all this shit. Oh, she, I see it. She's she's ready to blow up. Millie Bobby Brown is sick of all of this shit. I'm not. I don't just mean Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown is sick of Hollywood, as as she should be. She should stick around though, because she's. I would say, she's she's it's about to go her way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I think she I I I don't know if I read this right. I think she just got off of social media because. Some of the fucked up shit people were saying about her in general. If I were just rich, comes with being a kid. If I were rich and famous, mm-hmm. I would not be on social media. I barely am now, and I'm broke and unknown. <laughs> I would just, I would just pay somebody to run my account and not pay attention to it. Well, and that was the other thing. Her brother runs her account. Uh, just don't talk to me about it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, just, I don't want to hear about it. Just don't talk. To and me about it. you know, as, as like like her on Twitter, I know her brother runs her Twitter, but I don't know. If, I don't know if she if she does anything on like Instagram or whatever. But I know she was saying that it's kind of getting to her. And I don't. And despite the rich and famous stuff, she's still a kid. True. And you know, I I think that when you get the commentary that she gets about how she looks kind of older or she kind of gives off an older vibe to some of these to some of these people which I think is a weird commentary that's an odd commentary mm-hmm. because 
And like I always say, the QAnon people swear that Hollywood is just a bunch of pedophiles. The way people talk about Millie Bobby Brown. Meanwhile, half of y'all got funny acting uncles in your family. <laughs> I'm just saying. That, that touch their nieces. So, <clears throat> But when Sorry. you hear the way people talk about her, it makes me feel like there's... It, it makes me feel like it's not coming from nowhere. I mean, it doesn't take a conspiracy to see that middle-aged men have always expressed pedophilic behavior towards young girls. I Drake mean, was texting her. Again, look at some of the uncles in your family, and y'all will get all the answers you need right there. That's true. That's 100%. And that mixed with the idea that Jernay Smollett has been sexually harassed on literally every project she's worked on. I hope not Lovecraft Country. I hope that didn't include Lovecraft Country. Um, but every project she's ever worked on since she was a kid, it makes me feel like that's that shit is, you know, that I, I get where it's coming from. I know it's yeah. the extreme form of the argument, but, yeah. you know, you... you you hear things like that, you do, you want to dismiss it, and then you see crazy shit going on. That's just my little rant about motherfuckers out here is nasty. Yeah, it's legitimate. Um, what else is going on, man? Rihanna is supposedly, possibly dating ASAP Rocky. Huh. Um, good for him. That's a come up for him. That means we have an installment of Drake Watch coming soon. <laughs> yeah. This nigga is definitely writing a diss track. Uh, there will be coded messages to Rihanna in it. <laughs> we're gonna it, all of a sudden we're just gonna get an announcement about the deluxe edition of Certified Lover Boy coming mm-hmm. coming in January. Uh, um, Drake is crying himself to sleep. Um, possibly with a stripper's underwear on his head. <laughs> um, I, you know, and some people want to talk about Rihanna because. ASAP Rocky has said some wild shit and supposedly he may or may not be into white girls, whatever, whatever. When you're Rihanna, you you can really you really get to have whatever kind of fucking taste you want. Yeah. Cause this nigga may or may not last another week. When you're Rihanna. So she's not with that billionaire dude that she was rocking with for a while? Whatever I, it was. I guess not. I, I you know, and, and and that's the thing. She should never get married for her own sanity. I agree. I agree. Um, she can have penis for the rest of her life <laughs> at her discretion. Um, why get married? Rich penis that will that will throw rose petals at her feet. Doesn't even have to be rich. Doesn't, I was saying she could actually choose whatever she wants. I'd, I'd be her rose petal guy. Gladly. Um, <clears throat> But I and and this is the thing is that I don't I I just sense this is gonna turn into one of those things where every time we talk about Rihanna, we have now we have to talk about her may or may not boyfriend that got into some questionable shit a year or two ago, um or her 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 boyfriend that said her may or may not boyfriend that said some questionable shit about like fucking Black Lives Matter years ago. I just. I wish we could talk about her album. I wish I I do too. I wish she would put one out. I do. Um, do we do we think we're do we think we're gonna get an album anytime in the foreseeable future? No. Um, 
Dooley thinks she's done with albums. She might squeeze one more out. But I mean, this this Fenty shit is popping. So why, I would say, why release music? It's true. You don't have to tour. <laughs> this Fenty shit. Shout out to shout out to Savage Fit. By the way, I'm. What are y'all doing? What the fuck are y'all doing? Listen, I love Rihanna. I love Fenty. Listen, y'all can't get us hyped up about the men's line. Got our mouth all watering. And you have not restocked since October. You have not restocked the big nigga sizes since October. Big niggas are hurt. Big niggas are hurt. I am big niggas and I am hurt. Y'all still looking at the same photos of old dude like, damn, that's my body type. I have a, I refresh this shit. I refresh this shit regularly. I'm not telling y'all what size I am, so quit asking. I'm, but I'm waiting on the big nigga size. And it, I know the outfit I want, and I'm ready to throw money at it. Immediately. <laughs> and it will just not restock for the fucking life of me. I don't understand. I, I got the onesie. The onesie is nice. Uh-huh. Onesie is nice. The onesie is comfortable. Let me tell you something. To, let me tell you something. If you've never worn a onesie, onesies are fun until you have to pee. Mm. It's a whole process. <laughs> it's a wearable Dutch oven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, but come on, man, get with the shit, man. Restock before Christmas. Well. Come on, Rihanna. What's going on? I know COVID got the shipping shit fucked up, but come on, man. Look out for the big niggas. You guys all excited. You guys on your team. Keep us. Do what you do what you did to catch us to keep us. She's taking care of the big girls. She can't take, take care of the big niggas. You know what I'm saying? We'll take it. Look. But then the big girls will set that shit on fire, though. You send look, send me some send me the big nigga, the big nigga set. I will hook a big chick up. Pick something. <laughs> just pick something. I'm just saying. I, I had to get that out, man. I'm, I'm still a little upset about that. Uh, Tiana Taylor is supposedly maybe retiring from music. Hmm? Tiana Taylor was had a little rant on social media. She's just. I, it sounds like she's just sick of the the process. You know. You know what we got to stop doing. And by the way, shout out to this apple cider whiskey concoction that you you came up with. <laughs> shout out to that. Um, we got to stop saying retiring, because to me, re- retire means that you've you've put some time in the game, you've made an indelible mark in the game, and now you're walking away from it forever with an air of dignity and and, and honor and, and a sense of accomplishment. She's quitting. I was gonna say retirement also means that we're never. Oh, retirement would also apply. We're never gonna see her again, right? And that's just not the case with Tiana no, Taylor. It's not gonna happen. Like whenever you left your last job, you didn't say you were retiring from that bitch. You were like, "I'm out. I quit. This some bullshit." You didn't retire from that shit. We gotta stop saying retire. You will be back. And also, as much as I cut for Tiana Taylor, she hasn't done enough yet to say retire. That's like Summer Walker when she was like, I'm retiring. One nose job later. Oh, shit. <laughs> she's back. 
and pregnant by a nigga that she just broke up with. Well, also her producer. So yeah. we'll probably get he'll probably get some more out of that. Um, do we think this is in in any way related to? I I thought about this and I thought about all the hovering and all the kind of upset feelings people have industry wise, um, revolving around the Grammys. And people being snuffed and people nah. being snubbed and, and left out and blackballed or whatever they whatever Nicki Minaj thinks she is. Um do we think there's do we think there's any relation there? I think I think the Grammys are more of a I mean they're 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 probably an ingredient in that. I, I think overall twenty twenty from if I'm an active musician in twenty twenty, it's been a year unlike uh, unlike any other. Because for most, especially musicians on a major, major label, you're not eating, you're not eating at all because you don't, you don't make your money off streams. You make your money by releasing music and touring, touring to support it. And, you know, versus has been fun for people. That is true. There's gotten a lot of streams up, but a lot of musicians have not made any money this year because they cannot perform in front of people. So that compounds, you know, that, that compounds frustrations, um, once you take away really the only source of income that most musicians have and you you piled it on with I'm not seeing any movement career wise because I can't there's no point in releasing music because you're essentially releasing music for free right unless you're Drake you you know I can understand the the, the compounding frustration that that someone in her position would feel especially again if she were signed to Kanye and Kanye basically just shitted out her last album and no, nobody listened to it because there was no rollout with it. Yeah, he was just doing that dumb shit. Like, hey, I'm just gonna put it out every Friday or whatever the day was. He was putting shit out, and, and he skipped. And then he skipped like three Fridays. Yeah, because Kanye doesn't do anything on time. And then people like me weren't checking for anything Kanye was doing at the time because he was already on that bullshit. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that Tiana's going through it. I understand her frustration being a. Um, I think she's gonna distance herself. A retired musician myself. <laughs> you know. So you so you would consider yourself retired? I mean you know I'm I'm inactive. Let's just say that. I'll give you that. You, you okay. never you never Fair really enough. retire. I mean I would be closer to retired than her. Shit, I haven't done shit in years. <laughs> well that's not my choice. Uh Fair enough. Fair enough. But you know, I, I, I hate to see anybody going through it because, you know, to to lose faith and to lose enthusiasm in something that you love to do and has been your lifeblood is it's something that you're good at. Yeah, it's it's a terrible experience. Like you know, I, I still say if she wants to become an action hero, there's still time out there for that. Um, <laughs> you know, she's still fine as hell from the neck down. So there's, say, there's a lot that can happen. Head to toe, still looks amazing. I and I literally neck to toe. <laughs> all day. Not, you know, I gotta tell you. Daughter, they ain't gonna be able to tell Junie shit. When you come from two just generally beautiful, well built people, like I, if I were a little girl that grew up uh, with attractive parents like that, it's gonna be a lot of pressure on her, though. It's gonna be a lot of pressure on her. It it could depend on how you play it. It could be a long day for these niggas. True, nigga, you beat off to my mama. Fuck you. We'll and, be able to say they, shit about it. And they're going to be like, and? 
Well, okay, fine. You're right. Niggas ain't worth a damn. It's going to be worse right. for her because they're going to be like, shit. Nigga, your mama fine as shit. Yeah. You don't never be, you don't never want to be the one with the fine mama. Look, and, and, and we had a fight every day. Like when, when people used to fuck with us when we were young and be like, man, your mama, I bet your mama looked good when she was young. Nah, we fighting. Like I, I, I would, I would throw hands immediately with people like, man, I bet your mama was fine when she was young. Nah, we're not doing that. In high school, this nigga I grew up with, not going to put his name out there cause he will find me. Um, his mother, before I knew, before I just really had a real sense of what fine looked like. Let's see. I had to have been in middle school probably when we when 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 I started hanging out with this nigga. His mama was stupid fine and stayed stupid ignorant fine all through high school. You're supposed to keep that to yourself though. And you didn't she, keep it to yourself, did you? I did. <laughs> okay. I did. Other niggas didn't. He and you know he stayed out. He was a he was kind of a knucklehead anyway. He stayed out here fighting. Mm-hmm. I would just I was just never the type of nigga to just say that to you, to just say that to another nigga. But he always knew. Like it was it was not a secret that other niggas was just looking at looking at his mama wild. And how could you not? And she was reasonably young. She had been reasonably young, she had him, and just stayed fine all through this man's high school career. Bruh, that that's some awkward shit. You gotta fight every fucking day. I've seen it. You gotta fight every fucking day. Don't ever look. Don't ever tell another dude that his mama's fine or used to be fine. Don't ever tell anybody that his that their sister is fine. Th- th- those are just hands. That's immediate hands. Their hands all day and twice on Sunday. Like with my slightly younger homeboys growing up, like your sister talking to anybody? Talk to these hands. Let's just let me just cave your chest in real quick. I and I read the code that. switching. Oh man, your sister mad cool. How cool? One to ten. What, <laughs> what, what that be? <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, either it, and and here's the thing. These young, carefree black kids is growing up a little different. So I think they are learning the swag bending tactics to flip this shit on niggas. The last swag bender. The last swag bender. <laughs> We're not. Let's be honest. The t- the the rough times that some of these some of these kids had some that we had growing up, Blue Ivy ain't gonna have that. No, nah. Blue Ivy already looked like the last swag bender. Blue Ivy already got shooters. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Ivy not gonna have it. Northwest ain't gonna have that same time. Nope. You know, I so I'm I'm just saying I I don't think Tiana, I Junie gonna Junie gonna make it a long day for these niggas. When when dating comes into play, yeah. it's gonna be a long day for you niggas, for you young niggas. I feel bad. I feel bad for you, but tighten up. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, the true kitchen thing. We gotta talk about the true kitchen shit. shit. Yeah. So, for, this is one of those times where I, I I feel envious that Randall is not on social media as much as I am, <laughs> because social media was a whole shit show. From Monday to from Monday to Wednesday, I, I trust me, I caught enough of it. It was a shit fest. In case you do not know what we are talking about, the owner of True Kitchen, I believe his name is Kevin Kelly, uh, who is at who True Kitchen is a, a restaurant in Dallas, 
Um, that, by the way, I need to point this out for reasons that will become apparent later, is classified as a nightclub if you Google it. Um, who is also the owner of a of a joint called Taste Bar was was the co owner of Taste Bar here in Houston. The reason this is important is because we reported on this some weeks ago, where they had uh, people working in the kitchen that had COVID while they were working and had reported that to their boss, and he let them stay there working. And one of the employees, our good friend Bevin, shout out to you. Um, Bevin told everybody who did the responsible thing. Look, motherfuckers got COVID in there. It's real questionable. And we're not talking about two or three. We're talking about like twelve or thirteen people. Right, that had it. Get yourself checked out. Uh, it's real hot in there, and got fired for it. So we're already dealing with um somebody who has been adjacent to a brand that is questionable. Um, uh, so True Kitchen in Dallas during brunch. Uh, some young ladies were up twerking on the couches. Uh, the gentleman asked the the owner asked them to sit the fuck down two times, and when strike three hit, he not only asked them to sit down, but then turned in, but then turned around and turned it all into a tirade about how he put a lot of money into this place and he did it for the culture, and I want I want I want people to have somewhere where they can come and be classy. And don't be twerking all on the on the fucking furniture. If you don't like it, get the fuck out of my place. Uh, I don't need your money. Which people immediately responded, check please. Check please. Sure did. Everybody <laughs> forgot that part. The very was like, well, shit, let me get my check then. Yeah. Um, don't ever, first of all, don't ever tell black people, I don't need your money. Because mm. they'll take you seriously. They already trying not to tip. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, don't ever remember when da- remember when Daniel Caesar got on uh got on his live with his white friends and said cancel me and we obliged him. Haven't seen him since. Have not seen him since. You know, and that's and that's some shit we'll do. We'll take that that one song you did that we like and still get you the fuck out of here. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, but leave that little wedding song you did. We like that shit. They did the same shit with Chrisette Michelle. Yeah. We'll take the, the, the million forevers or whatever. You get the fuck on out. <laughs> Still think she needs an appeal. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so this became... Uh, this this went viral. This went all over the internet. Um, and it got a bunch of people talking um, about who was right and who was in the wrong. Let's be very clear. Ultimately, everybody, everybody involved was in the wrong. Here's why. <laughs> First of all, we can't talk about this situation in a vacuum. There were contributing factors here. For one thing, um, the DJ was... Now, supposedly, this is supposed to... He's supposed to be trying to create a classy, upscale vibe. The DJ was playing Throw That Ass in a Circle. Yeah. The DJ was playing Throw That Ass in a Circle. Now, that by itself does not excuse twerking on the furniture. However... It's very contrary to what he stated he was trying to create in terms of environment. Because I know if my mother is there and my two-year-old niece are there trying to enjoy brunch and the DJ begins playing throw that ass in a circle, I will immediately note that this is not the environment that you were trying to create, sir. Now, let's also look at... 
I saw a picture of the drinks that, that are being served um, at this establishment. They are Duce slushies. They are literally <laughs> giant margaritas that have been made in a Duce bottle with Duce liquor, which is ignorant, which is Hennessy times 12. And this, and now we're getting reports that from people that were there that the food was not being served. It was taking hours to get the food out. And in lieu of the food, people were being served have alcohol, quote, alcohol-heavy drinks. Like the ones we saw in the picture. Remember, it's a bar first. It's a bar first and foremost. So now it, the picture's coming into focus. People are getting restless. People are drunk. Also, people are in there packed shoulder to shoulder. No social distancing or masking to speak of. Not a one. Um, and and now the DJ is playing all the music that we like at a usual uh, club, bar, brunch environment. So yes. If that's the if that's the vibes, he lucky they didn't get butt ass naked. And all this, and now you and now you come in here with this tirade. Let me be very clear. As somebody that is part of spoken word community back in the day, we got thrown out of a lot of places. Really? Oh boy! Oh boy! Spoken word niggas got thrown out like that. When the, when the show was over and it was late, we find somewhere to get into some trouble. Hmm. The people, it's not upscale, but the people at Denny's hated us. Like, niggas who snapped for applause got kicked out of shit? Got kicked the fuck out. Snapping Drunk niggas <laughs> got kicked the fuck out. And let me tell you something, and we ended up back there the next week. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're being, if, if they're being unruly, and this is the part that bougie nigga Twitter doesn't understand. Nobody's saying that twerking on the furniture is just 100% fine and that nobody understands why that would get you kicked out of an establishment. If if the owner, the manager, feels like people are being unruly, kick them out. I'm not going to be... Now, I wouldn't... I probably wouldn't kick them out. I would consider that a turn-ass evening. Yeah. But it's your place. It's your rules. I'm not going to fight you on that. What I am going... What I am going to take issue with how you do anything is how you do everything. I don't give a fuck about the one, two times you asked them nicely. I give a fuck about how that culminated. If the one, the one or two times you asked them nicely don't mean shit if you don't stick the landing. And by stick the landing, I mean kick them the fuck out and call it a day. That's fine. I ain't got no problem with that. But you got to stop everybody else's dining experience Cause you, cause you think this is a sitcom where you, this ain't a different world where you got to, where, where, where niggas are being niggerish and Dwayne Wayne has to stand up and make a fucking wake up, wake up my people's fucking speech. Like he's talking to school children. Like Mr. Garrett coming in from the kitchen. I've been working at this school for 45 <laughs> years as a cook. <laughs> and it don't make no sense what you young people doing out here. I'm. I marched with Dr. King back in the day, and, and I tell you, you never saw, you never saw Coretta Scott King popping that shit like that, throwing that ass in a circle. So y'all got some nerve coming in here disrespecting a place that I poured 
My blood, sweat, and tears into <laughs> all that twerking and carrying on and nonsense. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> oh. Look at that. Oh, that and that was another episode <laughs> of Nigga Peace Theater. Thank you. Oh, uh, well, you know my 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 thing. You you hit it right on the head, man. It's like you have as a business owner, you have every right to remove people that are being disruptive, but also look at what's happening to contribute to that. Now, granted, if these people are in Papados or Morton Steakhouse or in Nobu, 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 they're not doing the same shit. It's and true. also, those establishments are just going to remove you from the establishment. That's perfectly fine. But what you did was you hijacked everyone else's dining experience to to relay your own little stupid-ass respectability politics. And I wish someone would have delivered the receipts at the time and said, Yeah, but you let 13 niggas get COVID and still serve drinks. <laughs> <laughs> How many people back there got COVID right now? <laughs> Same energy. Shout out to Bevan, man. Stay in the fight. We love you. Yeah. Um, but I just and and the TMZ interview he did didn't make it any better. Even Harvey knows your ass is on the respect respectability <laughs> politics bullshit. He kept saying it, so it sounds like you're just mad at some twerking bitches. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And he's like. Well, you know, we do have women there, classy women there that exude what a true kitchen woman is. Nigga, this ain't no, what the, this ain't G five G. What the uh, fuck are you talking about? Oh my god, uh, a, a true kitchen woman. The fuck is this, Jack and Jill? I would say a true kitchen woman fifty years ago meant something different. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a that's a weird statement and. And on top of that, let me just say, I had been enough of these bougie places. If that had been a fraternity, he wouldn't have said shit. No. I have been in numerous places. Um, not going to say any names. <laughs> Phil and Derek's. Um, <laughs> where you have you have mad fraternity niggas out here twerking, on, uh, out here uh, hopping and stepping and and barking and spitting on people's eggs. You know what I'm I've seen I've seen the AKAs do lines through restaurants before. There is a video of the AKAs uh doing doing a little hot line through uh True Kitchen. Hmm. Didn't look like anybody had a problem there. Didn't get thrown out, huh? Didn't get thrown out. And I I had to talk about this. And, and, oh, and there was a video of the nigga, the 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 owner nigga on top of the bar Dancing a jig with with Diddy, mm. so he was Coyote Uglyin' with Diddy. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> apparently there was no problem with that, huh? I'm I'm just saying, keep the same energy, and all. And and the, the reason I talk about this so hard is because bougie niggas are bougie niggas have just been on one all week about this, and they have just been beating their dicks, masturbating. To this nigga's speech, like it's just like he's a fucking superhero, and and it the 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 class divide to me becomes very apparent. Now everybody who agrees with this man is not necessarily a bougie black, but all niggas who are bougie blacks agree with this nigga. I just think black people need to learn how to do brunch right. You mean we don't have to have it from? 10 to 5. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> when it starts intruding into dinner, 
Like, come on, man. Like, you know, Houston didn't really have a day party scene up until like seven or eight years ago. I would say five years ago. Yeah, so they're still trying to learn how to do this shit. Like, y'all, brunch is, brunch is, you know, when you used to wake up late and and eat whatever you could, like at 11 or 12 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all don't know how to do brunch right. At the same time, some of y'all out here twerking at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It is a fact. That's a, that's a little early. <laughs> I don't a, know if it's early. That's a little You know, that's a, a 2 o'clock seems like reasonable. Okay. So, like, 12 o'clock, y'all, y'all coming straight out of church, bouncing your ass for the Lord. At, at <laughs> um, it's a little early, y'all. I mean, it, it, but, here, but here's where the divide comes in. But I'm not going to stop the show because of it. I'm, ne- I'm not stopping the show. Here's where the divide comes in. And here's where the respectability politics come in. I was going to save this for later because it, it, this nigga does come up later. But the nigga definitely said in his little tirade, I'm trying to get the, I'm, I'm trying to tell the men to respect you. How am I, how am I, how am I going to get the men to respect you? You will respect yourselves. Oh, we're going to get, yeah, let's get to that later. <laughs> oh, let's get to that later? Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to that, that later. later. Yeah, definitely. It's... Okay. All that to say is if you want... This divide between black business owners and black customers and black working class tells you everything you need to know about the class divide, um, uh, about how classism works in the African-American community. And if you feel like you have to, if you feel like you have to manage the, uh... If you, if you feel like you have to manage your, your clientele from this perspective in, in terms of, you know, managing their etiquette, then you need to look at the type of environment that you're trying to create. Because I guarantee you a lot of other establishments don't have to have these types of conversations with the people that patronize them. And let's also talk about the, and let's also say that you should have, we should be having conversations back to, about the fact that people are trying to create these kind of environments in a fucking pandemic. Mm. I, so I still can't believe the shit was wall to wall the way it was in a fucking in a pandemic. That yeah. doesn't make sense, and that the line apparently is around the block. None of that makes any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me when they do it for the Breakfast Club in a pandemic. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense now. Niggas are wild. Yeah, niggas are fucking wild. And, and we're gonna we're gonna get a little in depth on that later. A couple more things I want to hit. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, let's see. Oh, Frank. Okay, Frank Ocean has delayed or postponed or canceled a single that he put out on uh, on at least a vinyl. I think it was going to be only on vinyl, and he canceled it for reasons unknown so far. I'm as a as a Frank Stan. Does Frank want to make music anymore? Frank is the Andre three thousand of your generation. Like Frank is done, and y'all just don't know it yet. Yeah, there's the he he doesn't have any incentive to release music. He's probably just not inspired to release anything, and y'all just need to let that man do what you he know, does. Plant his herb garden or whatever the fuck he's doing now. You know, you make one, you make one good album. All I mean, I like the second album too, but you make one a good album that kind of just changes the landscape. Um. If you, in case y'all didn't know, I'm a huge fan of Channel Orange. I figured that's where you're going with it. Um, 
that just changes the landscape of that lane of music because it was the first I think it was the first time somebody had definitely made a genre defining album that was clearly a disciple of 808 and Heartbreaks. Mm. I mean he was making music around that time, but there's definitely there that 808 and Heartbreaks sound Frank is definitely one of those disciples. I can see the influence. Um and maybe they even influenced each other cuz they were st- cuz he was producing around that time. But you know, people don't influence Kanye. He steals from them. Sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 air horns, air horns. <laughs> um, but I, it's it's just it's disheartening because you know you don't want to rush anybody's creative process. Kanye stands. Get at me. Oh boy, see you did it now. Um, My name is Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's disheartening to see, man, because, you know, Channel Orange was just, the Channel Orange defined my lane of music, redefined it, and Blonde, Blonde contributed as well, Blonde has, Blonde was some good shit, it was not Channel Orange good, but it was good nonetheless, and so when you see somebody that clearly has the talent, that clearly has the hunger, and that has our ear, We've been waiting on a Channel Orange Part 2 for like a decade now. Nope. And it's when you come to the realization that's just not coming and that you just have to look elsewhere, start looking elsewhere. Never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to really get it. It's really disheartening, man, but I think Frank's done. Like, Rihanna, I feel like we'll get one or two more albums out of her in her lifetime. Frank is just done. He's putting out piecemeal shit. Like, this was a single. It wasn't even an EP. Yeah. This is the weird thing that happens when... It's going to sound bad when I say it. This is the weird thing that happens when good artists live for too long. Because we're so used to people... Oh. We're, just, we're so... The thing about it, we're so used to people that we love dying at the age of 27 that it's weird seeing people, like, grow into their 30s and actually get to a point where they're like, I'm just not motivated to do That's music true. anymore. That's true. It's just, it's just kind of, and I'm not saying that people should die at 27. That and you're more, and you're more, some and, should and, have, and you're but, getting richer, and you're yeah. more, you're getting richer, and you're more incentivized to put your mental health first, right? So it's it's weird that that we're not we're not used to this, especially with this type of accessibility that we normally have to people. We're just not used to seeing them in that stage where they're just unaffected by what we expect of them. And and to put it on a positive note, if this were the '90s, we'd have run Frank into the ground. Mm-hmm. If this were the '90s, we'd have run Childish Gambino into the ground. Yeah, I would have shoved the coke in their nose. I, real point. talk, because either because either you die a hero or you live long enough to put out weird '80s synth pop music like The Weeknd. <laughs> um, I tried to listen to that album once I once I heard that he had such a good year this year. I couldn't, man. I couldn't get jiggy with it. I don't know how to not like I the you can't listen to the weekend without the expectation of cocaine apocalypse music. <laughs> you know, and this was cocaine apocalypse music trying to be artful and shit. No. We don't want that. No. We we want the pajama jam. We want the 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 weird cosmic astral plane pajama jam music. Like, 
And the weekend is just, he's trying to be artful. And, you know, some people like it. And he's having a really big year this year. It's not for me. It's fine. Um, What did I last on here? Oh, uh, the new verses. Ashanti and Keisha Cole. Hmm. Now, this is a little out of, I think this is a little out of your wheelhouse because I think this was, you were, this, this was not exactly your generation. I, I will probably be skipping this one. This was, this was definitely my generation. Um, but it also depends on what Ashanti is wearing. <laughs> I will keep it 100 for you. I don't know why. Um, I'm, if, if we're just talking about who's going to be wearing what, I'm excited for both of them. Because Keisha Cole fine, too. She just, you know, she'll, she'll also stab you in your sleep. Now, if Keisha Cole shows up with her family, I might tune in. <laughs> The likelihood of that is less <laughs> such. I believe one of them just had their life fixed. I think it was maybe it was her sister just had her life fixed. Ayala Van Zant just. Okay. How's her mother doing? That's I, what, that's who we're looking for. Out there somewhere. I'm sure she had her life fixed too. I, look. <laughs> after a while, you just you just started watching that family just tear tear each other to shreds over. Over somebody else's money, <laughs> and it stopped being funny and started being sad. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the new verses, I will definitely be tuning in for this one. This was definitely in my generation. I was definitely outside for this shit. I so projection for me at least. Ashanti has bigger hits. Um. Ashanti definitely had big, big records. Um, that have actually held up and that we clowned him, her and Ja Rule for back in the day, but have actually kind of aged well. Keisha Cole has the, has the songs for hurt women. Yeah. And 2020, in the age of Summer and Janae, um, I think she's going to have the hurt woman uh, ratio yeah. on her side. Because Ashanti does not have a hurt, Ashanti does not have a hurt chick record bigger than I should have cheated. True, and and that's the, you know it's funny the the evolution of hurt of hurt bitch music is like Keisha Cole, her music was hurt, but she didn't quite have a resolution in mind for it yet. <laughs> Whereas Janae and Summer Walker, like they are like they they like they make like post hurt bitch music. Was like I've been hurt, and this is how you got me fucked up now. <laughs> and or or either that or I sucked your dick three times last night, but I'm still hurt. Right? You know, like Keisha's like I should have cheated. Janae and Summer Walker are like I definitely I, did that I shit. Certainly cheated. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely. So definitely, um, I feel like she's got the hurt chick. Uh, quotient. Jasmine Sullivan is kind of like the bridge between the two. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan said, "I needed, I I needed uh, I probably needed therapy going into this anyway." Yeah. Kind of quotient. She was like, "I busted your windows." That was the first step to post hurt bitch music. <laughs> but you know what? Jasmine Sullivan got a new one out, and she she that's the next that's the logical evolution. Don't forget to pick up your feelings. <laughs> the rudest shit to say to somebody don't forget to pick up your feelings wow jasmine sullivan holding it down i love that song 
Um, she also she uh, she she looks good. Like, this yep. might actually finally be happy Jasmine Sullivan. Uh. I, even when she like when she lost weight and when she got thick, all that shit. That all that shit is a a, a side note to is she happy this time around? <laughs> And I don't mean that as far as like the music, but there was definitely a time in the industry where she was just not her happiest. Right. She's been very open about that. I hope this is happy, Jasmine. Um, she's still fine, but I hope this is happy, Jasmine. Uh, I want who who would be in a versus with Jasmine Sullivan? That's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um... It also wouldn't be a very long one. Sad no, to say. it wouldn't. No, it would not. I, I, I It'd agree be the first there. one to five wins. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's let's not even contemplate that. <laughs> Maybe Adele. Oh no, I don't know. Adele might just sweep her under the rug. Adele, Adele got that good. She got like international hurt bitch music. <laughs> where it's like you you fuck with me on a foundational level, hurt bitch music. They would have to come over Adele. They'd have to come up with like a hologram of Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. That's. I mean, had Amy lived, that's the one everybody would Again, want to Again, if, if Amy had lived to today, she would not be making music. No. She no. was barely making it. She'd be then. in the program. Yeah. Wow. This conversation got dark. I'll say that got dark real fast. That was kind of, that was kind of mean. Um, I, I, this comes from somebody who again that was one of that was my formulative music years Mm -hmm. back to black was definitely an album that got me through some shit yeah um when i first heard rehab i knew she was not long for this world sad to say okay yeah i had i had a couple of no mine was when she did the live joint with most deaf and she was clearly Mm. gone um but uh i do i miss her um I hope people I hope people in the industry have learned lessons from that. Um but all that to say, I think Keisha got it. I think Keisha I, Keisha and Ashanti, I think Keisha got it. She I am just saying that 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 hurt woman I gotta turn this down. The 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 hurt chick factor is just too strong on Keisha's side. And you know, when you talk to her, she I saw her on a fucking episode of Ridiculousness, and she just sounds like somebody who's just completely defined by all the lessons that she learned fucking with these trash niggas, including her, including her baby daddy, who who would who would stick his dick in mud if he thought it would wiggle for him. Wow, I'm just saying. I look. Wow. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's that. Um, I guess that's a pretty good note to take a break on. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Opinions While Black Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated, and I am I am really finding my ancestors in this, uh, I call it uh, Apple Cider Whiskey Smash. Appropriately titled, because I started off with a very heavy pour, and it's, it's definitely taking its effect. Yeah, I can tell I'm in, I can tell we're in the bottom half of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whiskey has definitely found its way to the bottom. <laughs> um... 
I was just I was just tripping about the about how underappreciated Keisha Cole's uh, catalog is. Like even her dance joints are hurt chick music. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all don't don't bury me for saying hurt bitch music. I say it affectionately. <laughs> um, it is time for uh, white people must be stopped. Um. Uh, this is according to The Root. Um, police shot and killed a 23-year-old man in Columbus, Ohio over the weekend, claiming they shot him after he drove after he drove by them in a car while waving a weapon. According to a report from the Columbus Dispatch, the Franklin County Sheriff's Office in Ohio said its SWAT team had been unsuccessfully searching for a fugitive on Friday when a young man identified his identified by his family online as Casey Goodson Jr. passed by them in a car while waving a handgun. At a press conference about the incident, U.S. Marshal for the Southern District of Ohio, Peter Tobin, said the deceased was not the target of the search, but was confronted by a member of the SWAT task force who shot him after he did not follow a command to drop his weapon. Okay, so let me make sure I've got all this right. We don't even have to go any further into this. Let me go ahead and make sure I got all the facts here so far. Um, SWAT was looking for someone. That's what they want us to know that. Mm-hmm. SWAT was looking for a culprit, a suspect. They did not they they were not finding the suspect. The search was unsuccessful, I read here. They see some guy driving by in his car waving, quote, waving a handgun. They shot him and then confronted him when he did not want to drop his weapon after being shot. Did that sound about right? (sighs) It sounds about white. It sounds very about white. Um, they don't even give a fuck if the lies sound good anymore. Who the fuck is just waving a handgun in their car as they're driving? Past police officers know this. I bet. I bet the next report we're gonna get is that he was he was listening to sicko mode and he was turned up. Mm. Oh my god! It, it, it's not even. I, I swear, I just turned this down. <laughs> I just. Oh, it's got. Let me tell you about the fucking Android phones. It's got five volumes on it. Hey. <laughs> I love Android, but it got five volumes you got to turn down at any given moment. What's the, what's the one commercial where they, where they talk about people who turn it into their parents? And the lady goes, he goes so so everyone find where your, your silent switch is on your phone. <laughs> oh, oh mine, mine doesn't have one. Yeah, mine doesn't. It's right there on the oh, side. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just got, I just got an alert. I just got an alert. I want you to read this. I'm just going to turn it to you, and I just want you to read it out loud. We have breaking news. Breaking news. President Trump says Rudy Giuliani has tested positive for COVID-19. <laughs> oh, Gargamel got that shit. Oh, man. Oh, shout out to old rudimentary Giuliani. Oh, that's good breaking news you want to hear. Um, oh boy. Um, 
it's hard to be serious about white people about white people shooting uh shooting a black man after you just found the most entertaining news. I'm sorry, I I, I took us completely off task. That's fine. No, no, always take me off task when it comes to Gargamel catching COVID nineteen. Yeah. That's a great reason to stop everything. Um, so but as yeah. y'all can see, the pandemic won't stop us from being shot by police. It will not. It will not. Um, you know. Whether you wear your mask or not, um, you that's can... the part I'm worried about with these masks. And that people are people are asking the question now since the, there's a vaccine rollout and everything, which doesn't mean this shit is over by any standard. But people are asking the question now: Are you going to continue wearing masks after this is curbed? No. Here's why. Maybe. I'm. I. I got to tell you. Once they give me the all clear. I'm burning my fucking mask. Here's why. So far, I have not heard a whole lot of stories about people getting fucked up um, over this mask thing. And I think there's, I also think there's a reason for that. They would have to keep those stories as quiet as possible Mm -hmm. as to keep people from, that were already on the fence about this shit from stopping wearing masks altogether. But I am very like I'm. That's why I don't go out. That's why I'm even more incentivized to not go out at all. Because on top of that, I'm always worried of what white people are, uh, about what white people are thinking about a big nigga with a mask on. And it's Robin season out here. Yeah, I, 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 I see, and I hate being this person. I see both sides of it. So from from a purely health and safety standpoint. I still think that there will probably be some time, especially if if it's a if it's an event with a large crowd, like a sporting event or a concert or something like that. I could still see, or or like people who use public public transportation, for example, yeah. people who use the subway and the bus. I can still see a need for wearing masks in those situations, you know, for for at least a, a bit longer. Sure, you know. Yeah. Just from again, from a pure health and safety standpoint, especially since um, not everyone's going to get the vaccine at once, and there may be a time. It, it'll, are, it'll take time for for this shit to run its course. Even and there are people that are saying they're not going to get the vaccine yeah. until twenty twenty two or twenty three or whatever. You know, and there again, there there are thoughts that I'll share offline about that. Y'all don't need to hear my thoughts right now, but um, I, I I do think that it. The one thing that people should not do is the day that they release vaccines, people should not just start throwing masks away and say, fuck it, we out this bitch. Well, no, no, no. And again, that's why I was very, that's why I was very uh, specific in my words. Hmm. Not when the vaccine gets out here. Right. I mean, when they get the all, when we get the all clear yeah. that we're not, that the, the, the country is not in code red or orange, you know, well, that kind of thing. Most people Outside will have stopped of, wearing their masks by then anyway. Well, yeah, that's probably true. Most of them ain't wearing them now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll it. still be the last one. <laughs> God damn it. But I, I want to wear a mask as long as I can, just because, you know, I'll never again in my life will I be able to, able to do that shit. That's true. You know, a black man wearing a mask in public is like, we 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 finally made it, and you had and you got the real deal, didn't you? You had the real deal uh, with the filter in it. Oh yeah, I got the K ninety K N ninety five. Oh yeah, I'll say I yeah, got a, you got, got a the pack real shit. But I also I also have a bunch of like I have the whole hood mask and the the balaclava. I got everything, everything to look like an an absolute pirate. I don't say 
Indiegogo got there was there was a campaign on Indiegogo for a mask looked like straight Daft Punk. Yeah, that white one. Yeah, I, I ordered one. I'm, oh! I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that shit drops before COVID is over because I'm <laughs> I'm trying to really fuck people up with that. Oh man, you gonna be here just looking like Starboy for seventy nine dollars? Shit. Oh man, to really scare white people? Oh, I'm, I, I might cop that. You could do, you could customize it and shit. Yeah. Looking like old dude from Naruto. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I, this story, and again, I don't know if this guy had a mask on or not, but just knowing that the pandemic has not stopped us getting shot from the Here's shot, the secret. Whether you have a mask on or not, they still know that you're black. They still know that you're black, and that's enough for them. Yeah. That's that's fair, too. You're right. I agree. Um, And it's, it's a damn shame, too. My thing is... I think my thing about this story is that the lies have not gotten any better. No, no, no. They've officially run out of them. And they don't care. Nope. They don't care. They, they just, uh, just waving a firearm in his, in his car. I was, tying for some my, I was tying my shoelace and the gun fell out of my pocket and shot him eight times in the back. That's the kind of shit they're going to end up coming up with. And then they shot him. And then shot him again for not for not putting his weapon down after being shot, probably out of nowhere. He didn't look over and see SWAT. They shot him. He got out, said, what the fuck? Had his gun in his hand to defend himself. And, and you've already shot me and now you want me to put my gun down? No, no. That's not, that's not how panicked people who have been injured in a tense situation respond. It's not. Can somebody send this to Matthew McConaughey so he understands what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> In my day, they, the cops weren't just out to get you. The cops have never been out to get you. You, sir. <laughs> you. Y-O-U. <laughs> the cops ain't never been out to get you. So you don't know what the fuck you talking about. He still pisses me off with that shit. And I like Matthew McConaughey. I actually just saw him in um, uh, The Gentleman. This is Guy Ritchie joining. Yeah, I still need to watch it. I have to say, on a side note, one, Guy Ritchie has not, it's not reinventing the Guy Ritchie wheel. It's still a cast of characters all caught up in crime. Um, I will say, two on two notes, one, it's a lot of, it's a lot of old faces that are showing us that they still got it. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is three. Two, I finally decided that Colin Farrell is not a bad actor. He's just an okay actor who is rarely in good things. Um, this can be an exception. Will Smith. Okay, yeah. And um, as for Hugh Grant, he's just getting better in his old age. Hugh yeah. Grant is just out. He's on his, this got to be his, he's on his Matthew McConaughey run. Yeah. You know, he was the good looking, he was the good looking, fairly young guy back in the day. And now he's actually getting by on his acting chops. I, I think he did a good, he did a phenomenal job in The Undoing. I, he, I think he did. I can say that finale. He carried the fuck out of that shit. Yeah. And there were a lot of good people in that. You need to go back and watch the first episode um, specifically so that you could see Matilda, Dave, blah, blah, blah. The, the, the chick who played Elena. Okay, that's the lawyer? No, that was the one who got killed. That's the one who got killed. Okay. Okay. She's fine. Okay. I, yeah, I'll check that out. I'm with it. 
the 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 black woman, the lawyer, was kind of killing it too. Oh, she was. Oh, she uh, she, she was, was very good. Yeah, she was fantastic. I want to see her in some more stuff. Yeah, she was powerful. I would. There's a couple of these black women that go under the radar on these HBO shits that yeah. I want to see more of and stuff. Yeah. I want to see Cynthia. Was it Cynthia Arrivo? That was in that terrible Stephen King shit. Um, I didn't watch it because it was a terrible Stephen King shit. Because it was so. terrible Stephen King shit. But I liked her in the episode I saw of The Outsider. I want to see her in, in good things. Because <laughs> she was in that, the fucking Harriet Tubman shit. I want to see her in good things. She's yeah. she's a she's no she's one of these good actors that just isn't going to be in good things. I don't want to see her go down the road of Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um, but all that to say, send your racist stories, your racist real life encounters, uh, along with your listener letters, questions for myself and D. Randall. Send all that to opinionswhileblack dot opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com or visit the all new, all refined opinionswhileblack dot com gorgeous site subscribe so you get the updates on all the shit we're going to be doing in 2021 mm. um uh yeah i just i love how the site looks again shout out to contessa for uh hooking us up um we'll be back with uh your listener letters which isn't much and the top three stfus this is houston's most savage podcast pour up Taste the savage. <laughs> we are, as a matter of fact, we go ahead and hit, hit it. We are back. <laughs> we are black. We are opinionated. And clearly this apple cider whiskey smash is getting the best of us. <laughs> God damn it. Um, it is time for your listener letters. Um, let's see. Um, David Santiago. Go. Oh. <laughs> all right let me clear it off he's getting ready <laughs> let me sit up on this one all right what does he have for us this week with the way the election went a vaccine on the horizon and the insanely good season of the mandalorian uh all the great video games coming out and the general uptick in good vibes all around are you optimistic for 2021 and what things do you hope happen in the next year that's a good one. That's a reasonable that, one. Okay, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. He didn't hit us with the Pythagorean thing. Yeah, I was like, because <laughs> once, once those first three points came out, I was like, how are these things related? Um, I I am I am an eternal optimist uh, because I feel like you have to be. I, I don't, I feel like life isn't really worth living unless you have something to look forward to. Amen. And even though this year was a shit year, uh, there were things that came out of this year that actually turned out to be very good for me. And I, I think most people in some way can point to something that was good for them this year that probably wouldn't have happened in any other year. Um, I've said this before from a professional standpoint, as insensitive as it sounds from a professional standpoint, this was a landmark for year landmark year for me personally. Hey, but I, you know, I'm also a person that doesn't place a lot of weight on 
you know, corporate life and shit like that. But yeah. But with that said, but I, I, you know, there were things that I feel like because of the pandemic and because people were made to look at things from a different perspective, I think that for a number of industries moving forward, there are things that are going to open up in those industries that they probably would not have done had it not been for the pandemic. And especially, again, going into, um, you know, the, the filmmaking sphere. One of the things that I personally have believed is that most filmmaking budgets and staff and crew were a little inflated compared to what's actually needed for production. Right. And I think now people see that, you know, you can you can trim those things down, go with the necessities of what you want and keep people safe at the same time in doing so. Anyway, that's just to say that I don't um, I I do feel like 2021 is going to be a better year because I have to believe that. Uh, what do I think is going to happen next year? I hope Trump leaves office. I know that's going to happen. Um, I hope he's in jail. Um, he and, you know, anyone who's been involved in, or at least on trial or at least on trial, I I, I think. And, and I, and I'm not saying that just because, you know, I'm like, Oh, Trump is bad. And like, it's been obvious the last four years that, the government, like the last four years have proven that the government can, when it's really willing to, can work against the, the, the best interests of the people that it's it's supposed to govern. Mm-hmm. And I think all those people who contributed to that should be held accountable. They they really, they really tried it. They really tried it, y'all. At this point, it would be, it would be intentionally obtuse of the coming administration to not hold Trump account half the people involved with this campaign are either under observation mm-hmm. or in prison or pardoned or or fucking pardoned <laughs> at this point knew that shit was coming um i also i also hope next year as people begin to travel again hopefully that people are more respectful and more appreciative of the ability to move freely and to experience different places as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good to turn up. I think it's also good to appreciate different cultures and different places, especially since I I saw a notice the other day that said, I have not been on an airplane since de- December 1st, 2019. Shit. I have not, I, I'm really thinking about it. I have not left state of texas in the year 2019 and i think the furthest that i've traveled from houston is galveston i ain't been that far you know like i that's well that's 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 wild and um you know i i think that i i'm a person who appreciates traveling in my surroundings and, and being around friends regardless but seeing how these experiences can be taken from you, um, I, I look forward to traveling more with an appreciation for the experience in mind, um, trying new places while I can. And, you know, shit. That's a good, I mean, that's an acceptable. That's I know that was a long answer. I mean, but, you know, it, 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 it was heartfelt. So, yeah. you know, what about I, you? I mean, for me, um, 
I definitely expect it's it's it it is weird because in some regards I'm looking at 2021 the same way I was looking at Mar I was looking I was looking at March and April back in January and February like I was yeah. like man I'm going to be out I'm I'm going to be out here looking for a new work I'm going to be out being out here in the workforce at 37 is weird being out here like looking in the in the workforce at 37 is odd but I feel like it's my time and it it's I feel like I'm looking at that now cuz I've not left the house in 8 months now and, look looking back on this 8 months so how do how do you feel how do you feel you are differently having for all intents and purposes having taken a vacation or taking time off Oh, for eight man. months versus jumping right back into the workplace. It might have made me worse, y'all. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Being a nigga who doesn't have who doesn't have to uh kowtow to customers yeah. who specifically only opens his mouth on his weekly two hour podcast might have made me worse. In some regards, but better in my standards. I needed to shake 10 years of eating shit from customers off. Yeah. Even if I get back into the service industry, I think taking this year to shake that off and to shake off, because if you work in the service industry long enough and you eat enough shit from customers and you eat, you internalize that shit. Yeah. And I needed to shake that off a little bit. I needed to um, reset and adjust. And the workforce, as it was before COVID, and the economy and what my personal economy was, does not allow for you to take the amount of time you need to Mm -hmm. decompress and really breathe from a thing. Because you have to get back in there and you have to keep feeding the monster. Yeah. I can say that although I do want to get back to work not soon I'm still <laughs> holding on um I do want to although I do want to get back to work and I do want to get back in the process of being out and living life I am a I'm also balancing that with appreciating what I have right now cuz I'm going to miss all this time off when I'm gone mm-hmm. But I can say going into 2021, um, I am looking forward to attacking the workforce with new eyes. Um, I am looking forward to having insurance again. I am looking forward to paid time off. And maybe, although using it responsibly, also not just having just ending my career somewhere with what I want to say is like 500 plus vacation hours stacked up. Hmm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) no, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny you say that because that's been a very real conversation that I've had to have this year with a lot of people. Like in my current job, I've been there for seven years. Okay. And the most, consecutive number of days that I've actually taken off like actually taken off yeah. is well once I took four days off 
but usually it's no more than like two days. And that's usually, I usually don't take more than a week per year. We get a lot of, we get a lot of holidays already, Mm -hmm. but this year when, you know, things like self care and, and mental health really came to the forefront. um, And actually going back a year ago, my previous boss used to always say like, you are, you've taken the least amount of time off of everyone in this, in, you know, in this entire department, I think that was me at half price. Yeah, I think last last year, I think I scheduled like one day off. You know, and so this year, like, there's a whole accumulation of of vacation time, especially yeah. because of COVID. Right, we're working from home, so it's like and you can't travel anywhere. So what, exactly. what's the point of taking time off? But it's also made me take a look at take advantage of what you of what you have. Like, take that time to yourself. There's no, there's no honor in, cause I, I see people who've retired from my job, excuse me, and they banked four or 500 vacation hours right. and they just take it out in cash. And all of a sudden that just becomes a payment on something. It right. doesn't become an experience. It's like take, and this is the short answer to your, to, yeah. to what I'm trying to say. I promise you, yeah, yeah. I'm going on a rant. That's fine. The reason why I asked you if you felt any differently about having taken this time off is I remember being laid off back in 08. Yeah. And it was sudden and it turned into a two year layoff before I went back to work. Sure. Through, I mean, th- completely through my own choice. Right. But that two years off was the first significant amount of time that I had taken off ever in my life. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. two years of personal development. That I'm so glad that I that I took because it showed me things about myself that oh, I didn't 100%. know. And when I went back into the workforce, I went back with I went back with a, with a different state of mind. Like I went back saying, like if I take a job, I'm going to be the best that I am at my job. Yeah. However, this job is not going to define me. And 100%. a lot of things that used to bother me and I used to absorb, I used to deflect, and it, I, I began to deflect, and it 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 changed. Me fundamentally by taking that time off. That's a good way to look at it. And you're right. Because I I definitely said, and I said on this podcast, going out of that job, that when you work somewhere for 10 years, Mm -hmm. it it becomes a part of your identity. Yep. And I don't regret my time at Half Price. And yes, it did become a part of my identity. Um, I would not take on an endeavor of a day job for that to become my identity. I want to work somewhere that I'd like. Somewhere that I, you know, but I, I would not want it to become my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, because. And you know that now, especially be, after taking. Taking this, this time, time off. off. Yeah. And because those things are, because I know now that, well, I, I understand better now from experience that these, these things, these constructs um, that maintain capitalism are so fleeting and built on a house of cards that it's dangerous almost to allow them to become part of your identity. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that would be my biggest thing um, to just start off 2021. I'm definitely going to be spending a lot of it playing Cyberpunk. Yeah, we're very. I, I'm very excited about this game. Drop it next week. Dropping this week. Next week. Wednesday. This week. This coming week. Wednesday. As you're listening to Wednesday, this. Yeah. Um. I've already told the necessary Thursday. people to, Thursday to leave me the fuck alone. There's a hundred plus hours on this game. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna wait. I'm probably gonna wait until the following week because I'm gonna I'm gonna be off work. The final, speaking of taking time off, I'm gonna be off the last three weeks of the year. Hey. So.
and I'm almost I'll probably be done with Miles Morales this week. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gearing. Let's up go. I, I'm I'm playing. I'm actually playing Miles Morales again. I'm playing it back over because it was that good. Yeah. Um, Humvee. Oh, shout out Humvee. Uh, Humvee. Shout out to the truck cast. Shout out to how Humvee's house party. Humvee wants to know: Does the punishment fit the crime for the student who tackled the referee? The student who tackled the referee. Okay, I looked this up briefly. I'm looking at. Let me let me bring it back up. Um, I don't. It's this football player in uh somewhere in Texas. I guess this was. Oh, it was Edinburgh High School. This isn't in. This isn't Houston adjacent. Um, he got upset with the referee over a bad call. This is a big ass white boy too, and tackled the fuck out of this referee. Um, and he is being charged with assault. In Texas football, maybe the punishment doesn't fit the crime. In Texas football, the referee knows they got to take their licks too. Well, okay, let's 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 not. When we say referee got to take their licks, I'm so. not saying they got to take their licks, but the referee knows it. That it's a it is a it's a dangerous sport with passions really high. People take, in case you didn't know, in case you don't live in Texas and you're listening to this, people take football really motherfucking seriously here, particularly outside of Houston. Like, all that shit you saw on Friday Night Lights is the real deal. Motherfuckers got scholarships on the line. Motherfuckers got recruiters out here. Motherfuckers got way overly involved parents. That they who's who who they've taken bad examples from. Referee got to deal with all that shit, right? But what the referee does not have to deal with is, is an unprotected <laughs> tackle from a big ass football player like that. That's a big motherfucker too. You know, I understand it's 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 a, it's a kid. I understand that the frontal lobe is not fully developed. I understand that emotions are high, but that's that protest has to be made by the coach and the coaching staff. You, I, they, they got him for assault, and I, I look. I hate to be the one that's like, I, 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 I see it. It's technically assault. Being, it's it's a dude. It's an unprotected, full speed pads on, unprotected strike. Charge, I, charge, but I, I, and I understand, but I just, I understand why Humvee asked this is because it seems like to skip being suspended from the team, suspended from school, in school suspension, any of that shit, straight to assault. What what happens if this doesn't happen in a football game? Oh well, yeah, he's probably going. He's probably going to jail. So my argument is that that particular action is not a football-related action. It is an action that takes place outside of the scope of football. It was an actual physical attack on the referee. Okay, if it, that and, makes sense. And, and that's how. That's why. Like, remember back when in in the NBA when malice at the palace happened? Yeah, and, and you know the greatest squab in NBA history. Ooh. It's why people were charged with assault because. The actual act of fighting 
is a non-sport related action. Now, if two football players are, are in a play and they kind of tussle up, you you have you have an argument there. There's some room there to yeah. But I, this yeah, dude did a full out sprint to a non-football player who and, didn't have any protective gear on and and attacked him. So from that standpoint, I can see. Fair now, enough. Now, you know, the team got removed. The team is completely removed from the playoffs. Yes, he's suspended. Um charged with assault, it'll probably get thrown out. I imagine so. But I, you know, that's not going to look good him trying to get into college. I think I think that's what and I shit, think Alabama might take him. <laughs> oh shit. Old Tide Roll might take him. Oh man. Uh we're gonna change his name to Demanuel Euron. You know? <laughs> um I and I and I see why this has become a thing here in Texas because of people it, because Texas takes football very seriously and there are people that are probably looking at his college prospects, mm-hmm. so forth and so forth. There are people who have done way worse shit than got in college. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll he'll be fine regardless. He's but, gonna be fine. But that is a he's not black, so he's gonna be fine. Yeah. But to answer to answer Humvee's question, from my opinion directly, it's a non football related type of attack. It it it's not within the course of playing football itself, and it was it was unprotected. And that's fair. It it it's uh, but you know, what y'all know about them Texas boys? Hey. <sighs> Wrong button, but we'll roll with it. <laughs> uh, Tales to Enrage wants to know, now that it's actually December, what is the best Christmas song and what is the worst? My sentimental favorite is Marvin Gaye's Purple Snowflakes, even though it never mentions Christmas. It was most likely about drugs. Uh, a- absolutely. <laughs> At 100%. Marvin, Marvin Gaye was a wild dude. That's the more, what it- the, more you, the more you really understand Marvin Gaye as a grown man, the more you realize Marvin Gaye was a wild motherfucker. He was. And he was probably looking at purple snowflakes when he wrote that shit. My favorite one is This Christmas, Okay, okay. We're caroling through the night. And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas. For me. <sighs> Shout out Johnny Hathaway. Oh man. <sighs> um, my favorite Christmas song by far is uh the Charlie Brown song. Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. Fun for all the children called. Their favorite time of year. Um, worst song, worst Christmas song I've ever heard is probably Snoop Dogg's Santa Claus is Coming to the Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Snoop, Snoop featuring Nate Dogg, Santa Claus is Coming to the Ghetto. Wow. That um, shit was horrible. Worst for me is pretty much every other Christmas song. I actually, <laughs> I, Christmas is whack to me, but it's a good time for family. I am so. Do you realize? And you know, my mother. I have a friend. Uh, my mother has a friend who has connections. and was like, "Oh, I could call her. She'll find you. A, she'll find you a job if you're ready to get back out there." I was like, "I'm not ready to get back out there. Uh, not during December. Not." 
This is the first year in 10 fucking years. More than 10 years, really. That I have been able to enjoy the holiday season. I have all... I have very historically hated the holidays and the holiday season yeah. because once you've worked once you've worked retail, you realize that the holidays bring out the absolute fucking worst in humanity. I used to work at Target and my last my last holiday season working at Target, I I was fundamentally changed. I I, I realized how much hate I have for humanity during that time. I don't have to hear holiday i don't have to hear holiday songs all day i don't have to hear wham christmas (laughs) that's another one of the worst even though i still listen to it uh uh what was it last christmas last christmas i gave you my heart but the very next day you gave it away that is that's a horror story Mm. That's a horror story. God, God gives his God gives his heart to a demon, and the demon gave gave it away. Yeah. And so, man, that's unfortunate. I'm just saying that's a that's a horrible song, um, you know. And also, Wham. Actually, I yeah. take that back. I like Wham. But I'll still fucking jam Wham. But that was a terrible song. The the worst songs come from good artists. Yeah, because they shouldn't be making. Because they shouldn't songs. be doing it. It's a cash grab. Yeah. Sabrina Claudio just put out a Christmas song. Sabrina Claudio and somebody else just put out a whole little fucking Christmas song. I think Summer Walker has a Christmas album. You know, Mariah Carey, she's she's ready for those direct deposits oh to start hitting. Oh my god, just, just, she just she just ready for them cash app alerts. <laughs> oh shit! I think Mariah just put out some new Christmas shit. I wouldn't. It's probably just the same old Christmas shit repackaged. Probably got the same outfit, the same Mrs. Claus outfit on too. Mariah Carey don't give a fuck. I'm telling you, this is when Mariah Carey reminds y'all who the fuck she is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you for thank you for that question. Um. Next, <clears throat> we have. Oh, that's all of them. All right. I think we got through them all. Oh, cool. <laughs> Send your listener letters. You know the vibes. Send mm-hmm. your listener letters. Opinionswhileblackgmail.com. We're going to have a new email pretty soon. Hey, hey. Um, once I check mine. Um, <laughs> uh, opinionswhileblack.com is where you want to email to get email. Do I? I say you got to have email to, to get, get email. email. Uh, it's crazy now. Um, and with that, uh, y'all know the vibes. It's time for the top three STFUs. Ooh. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Uh, we have a couple of runners-up. Runner-up is Larsa Pippen. <laughs> Scotty Pippen's wife. Uh, still? Yeah, man, so Scotty Pippen, we, said, we actually skipped over this last week. Scotty Pippen's wife wanted us to know that she fucked Tristan Thompson back in the day. Oh, good for her. Um, we didn't need to know that. We didn't need to know that. Even the people that like this gossip mess like I do, I, I didn't need to know that. I didn't need to know that, and you just really made things awkward at home uh, for Tristan Thompson. Um, it Really? <laughs> Even more than he's already done for himself? That man was probably just on the way <laughs> to filing an appeal to get out of the doghouse. And Larsa Pippen comes through with this clout chasey shit. 
All he got to do is say, that was before you. Chloe, and Chloe could be heard all through the house. I'm going to knock your ass out. I'm going to get my daddy on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to make you watch this hologram of my daddy again. No, no, no. I'm, oh, talking, about, shit. I'm talking about Chloe. Oh, daddy. shit. <laughs> oh, OJ going to whoop that ass. <laughs> he going to do more than that. And also, just, show, just show Tristan the crime scene. Oh, my God. Sorry. Right? Too soon. Oh, <laughs> and also, Larsa Pippen is out here carousing. What's his name? Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley is out here carousing with a 24-year-old NBA player. This is going, all this is doing is making it awkward for Scotty Jr. Crazy part is Larsa Pippen looks like an older version of Malik Beasley's estranged wife. <laughs> Oh man! See how the just the the the, the tangled web. Mm. What the fuck? It, see, that's where that and, and that's where these young niggas fuck up. They keep fucking around with chicks in their type. You got you got if you go you got to go outside the box, homie. Larsa Pippen is Scottie Pippen's most difficult defensive assignment. <laughs> You think he watches film? You think he watches? <laughs> he gotta watch the defensive film, her with future and shit. Yeah, I gotta watch film of her getting lit up by Malik Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Pistons never did that. Scotty Junior gonna come in the league whooping ass. He gonna knock somebody the fuck out. Cause we all know your mama out there. Ooh, man. How does it feel? How does it feel to come into the league and knowing that your mama belongs to the streets? Wow, like LeBron, you playing against dudes that probably smashed your mama, dude. Oh man! Oh my God! Just this is the this is why she needs to shut shut the fuck up. That's it. That is you're just making you're just making things harder on your family. You are. You are. I don't want to call. I don't want to slut shame nobody. Call nobody a hoe. But you're. That's weird. You're making it weird for your kid. Who wants to have a respectable career in the NBA without beating somebody's ass over you? I know if I matched up against Scotty Jr., I'd be like, smell my finger. <laughs> That's your mama. <laughs> Shit. Um, another another runner up. I don't know if we talked about this one. Did we talk about Isaiah Washington and Catherine Heigl ruining his career? I don't remember if we did. I don't remember if we did. I I just I saw it on the list somewhere, and I thought maybe I had missed it. I, Isaiah Washington is still mad at Catherine Heigl because uh, when he called uh, somebody the f word, mm-hmm. she spoke out about it and ruined his career, which she deserves. No, sir, you ruined your career by saying the f word. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, and we've and and now and. You can tell he's leaned into full fuckboy because now everywhere he goes, he wears these fucking fedoras and shit. That's the only move he has left. Like the, him and like him and Terry Crews are basically just they've they've gotten themselves to the point where they just have to lean into what they're saying because you can't put the shit back in the you bottle. You can't undo it. He's just got to chill. Um, number three is Levar Ball. Good luck making him shut the fuck up. I have come to the conclusion. We will now never be rid of LeVar Ball in our in our lifetime. All three of his sons made the league. All three of his sons are now officially in the NBA. Um, 
uh, uh, I don't even Lonzo is the first one. Lagello is the middle one. And LaMelo is the youngest one. Is the youngest one. LaGello is the one that no one gives a shit about. (laughs) And now LeVar Ball is is caught out there saying that his, his sons will never find true love as long as they're professional basketball players because all the women they meet will only be after one thing and one thing only. Um, the it, big baller brand. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. Um, so, and this tells you everything you need to know about Levar Ball's relationship. Uh, you know, with their mother. I'm, I'm not. I, and it's just conjecture on my part. That tells me everything I need to know. Um, first of all, let's get let's get the obvious out of the way. Your sons ain't that good. Yeah, they Lonzo ain't that good. Lonzo is okay. Lamelo Lonzo has the has the ability to be good, but it's yeah, but it's early. Yeah, but we're we're not you know they're not the second coming of anything at all. That's and that's what I'm saying. Look, especially especially um um Lonzo. I never I never thought any of that generation of Lakers was good enough to be wilding the way they were. Yeah. They were they were always him and that whole team when he first got on. They were always having way too much fucking fun to be to be winning like five games a season. It didn't make any sense yeah. to me. And he he for what I see he hasn't gotten that he hasn't gotten any better. And the, the, there are way more worthwhile basketball players for IG models to be trying to plot on. Than your bum ass sons just because they light skinned. I mean, shit. Lonzo already knocked somebody up, so too late for him. Uh, maybe Malik Beasley. <laughs> it's no. not too late for Malik well, Beasley. No, I'm it's just not saying too, too, too late for him to follow his father's advice. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I mean, Levar Ball just does not say reasonable things ever. True. And he's and he gets more he gets way more airtime than we should ever be giving anyone that is just adjacent to the talent. It's never made any fucking sense to me. He's just a loud he's just a loud mouth prick. That's it. He has no qualifications to say any of the things that he says. True. None. It's one thing. It's one thing if you're, you know, like Drake's dad says the shit he says because he's Drake's dad and he's been in the industry. Yeah, the fireball is just a loud mouth piece of shit. That's it. <clears throat> he's the he's Muhammad Ali. If Muhammad Ali did not have an ounce of talent, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I'm so fucking sick of Levar Ball. Shut up! He let me down not running not running against Donald Trump. That would have been the most psychotic election of all time. And, and our, we would have still voted for him. Our union. Yeah. <laughs> we would have still voted for him. That's fucked up. But yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. We, shit. Our, our flag will be. It'll just have three B's on it. Big ball of <laughs> um, um, Number two is the true kitchen guy. Kevin Kelly, yeah, Kevin Kelly shit the bed. He did. He shit the bed with this whole fiasco. We would not even be talking about this if he had not gone on his little tirade. 
and the, and the TMZ interview didn't make it any better for him. He went on there talking the same shit. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. You be warned. Remember that Oz told you. The, there's a time and a place. That statement is the new bougie nigga dog whistle. Mm. Every bougie nigga you know is now saying, there's a time and a place, there's a time and a place. And it doesn't mean shit. Yeah, I know it doesn't mean shit. Because y'all said it when y'all said when the, when people wanted to talk about Kobe's rape al- allegations. And you said, oh, there's a time and a place and this isn't a time and a place. A year before that, Stefan Clark got shot in the middle of the fucking street. Because they because the police thought his his cell phone was a gun, and we were all ready to go Black Lives Matter on the city on, on the city's police department, and then somebody found some problematic tweets, and y'all canceled him. It what there wasn't a time and a place for that. Y'all just assign this shit to whatever your values are that week. Time and place doesn't mean shit anymore. It's just like the it's just like the term hipster. Hipsters don't mean shit except somebody that doesn't like the shit that you like. Don't mean shit. The time and the place is when someone begins playing throw that ass in a circle. <laughs> How about that? This nigga went on TMZ talking about you know. Uh, my mother, my mother's in. My mother's at that place sometimes. My son works there. I just want an environment. I, I just want an environment that that I can that I can safely have them in. You didn't have a fucking mask in sight. There was playing, no social distancing to speak of. Playing throw that ass in a circle. Playing throw that ass in a circle. With your, with your mama sitting right next to the speaker, probably. You didn't have anything to say to the DJ about that. You're supposed to have that conversation with the DJ before anybody walks in your fucking restaurant. Because if you really want us to be convinced that you're trying to have an upscale environment. You don't have a DJ in that bitch, first of all. One, you don't have a DJ in there. You 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 find a satellite radio, some shit, and you put it on one and you put it on one of those, you know, Pandora, whatever. Get you a Max's wine and dive. Phil and Derek's jazz band playing in it. Bitch. Let me tell you something. When we want, when we had to have an, when we had to have an upscale vibe at the, at the store, the company had a, the company had a station, a <laughs> bum ass station, by the way, that we had to play. Other than that, you know, when yeah. when the manager left, we put on whatever the fuck we want to. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I, I hate on y'all. Still the company, <laughs> but. <laughs> But you know, there was there when 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 the company, when the powers that be at any establishment want a certain atmosphere, they go out of their way to create that atmosphere, and they grow out, and they go out of their way to make sure that there's no way you can be confused on what the atmosphere is. Mm-hmm. That means a set list. That yep. means you're having a conversation with your DJ about what lyrics can even be in a song mm-hmm. before it even hits the air. Mm. So you so you dropped the ball there. You dropped the ball when um you had to talk to people. What is it with talking to adults two and three times? And and yeah, some people are going to argue that that's harsh of me and that you're trying to work with your people. But fuck that. We're grown adults. I shouldn't have to tell you what the vibes are here more than more than once. Yeah. And if you want to do what you want to do after that. It takes nothing for me to just go, hey, man, y'all got to get up out of here with that. I didn't have to raise my voice. Right. 
I don't have to I don't have to I don't have to swing my dick out and tell everybody how much money I spend on this place for the culture or whatever. Hey man, y'all gotta raise up out of here with that. Y'all gotta chill out. Or either that y'all gotta go to the patio or something. Y'all gotta chill. That's it. I'm not I'm not aggressive towards nobody. I you know I'm I'm just talking to you like a fucking human being. This nigga didn't want that though, because this nigga didn't this nigga it did not humanize those women enough. And we know that from the TM, from the fucking TMZ interview he did. Well, we have plenty of we have plenty of classy women here that exude what a true kitchen woman is. Are you in Jack and Jill? What the fuck is wrong with you? What, what what's up with what's up with business owners trying to inject tribalism into their branding? Like they don't see themselves as kitchen women. They're there for the food. They're, they're not there to be part of your fucking army, your fucking squad. I, right, you don't have a, you, you are a fucking restaurant owner. You don't have a hive. <laughs> you you they're not barbs. What the fuck? Like and it just hurts my head because you've done nothing but bring the bougie niggas out. Mm. Now they're talking to shit about I don't want your twerk air all over me. Nigga, you dragging it. You dragging it now. Yeah. What the fuck is twerk? One, what the fuck is twerk air? Two, you didn't give a fuck about twerk air at the club at the address last night. Look, and, uh, and three. Every, you ain't got no mask on to block the twerk air. Every nigga in there, regardless of class, is like, ain't nothing wrong with twerk air. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Because yeah. every woman that came, because every nigga that came with a woman, they know the vibes. They know what the vibes is when they get home. You know, the worst part about this whole thing is that nothing's going to happen to them from a business standpoint. Oh, no. You know, no. People people have already forgotten they're going to go back to doing whatever they do. The line going to be wrapped around the fucking block. Yep. He catching, got everybody out there catching COVID. The alpha's going to be, the alpha's going to be hopping and stepping, sweating over people's eggs. Ain't shit gonna change. These bougie motherfuckers, these bougie motherfuckers just gonna be out here acting brand new. Yeah. And acting brand new over some shit that your ass gonna be doing once homecoming season come come back. Mm. Let me tell you, 2021 homecoming, wherever you are, whatever HBCU you went to, 2021 homecoming about to be off the fucking chain. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stay home for that. <laughs> it's gonna be scary. Outside gonna be open for me, goddamn. 2021, I'm telling you, I've told people before, I'm saying it again, fall 2021 going to be the purge. Everybody acting on all that shit they thought about all year in 2020. Um, But yeah, true kitchen guy, you are a fucking disgrace. You are an embarrassment. Suck my dick. If I, and if I, and I'd have been that one nigga, you know, he, he want to act like this is a sitcom. Martin, get up and have a, and, and have a speech. There's always that nigga in the back. Man, sit your ass down. And I'd have, and I'd have got to not pay the ticket. Uh, so yeah, True Kitchen got to shut the fuck up. Do I sense breaking news? Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul are now scheduled to fight on February 20th. Excuse me? Oh, shit. Now... I know we want to. I know we want a nigga to beat this man's ass for the culture, for what he did to Nate Robinson. Well, this is his brother. Beat his ass. Still, too. still trash. Regardless, this man. is his brother. Though. 
y'all done dug Floyd Mayweather up. I was so, we were so happy without him saying things and being seen and just knowing of his existence. Y'all had to dig this motherfucker up. In case you didn't know, fuck Floyd Mayweather. Um, oh my God. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up is Letitia Wright. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, you heard me, Shuri. I haven't even watched Small Axe yet. Come on, man. the Black Panther's sister. Okay, Letitia Wright was on Twitter. Letitia Wright was on Twitter saying some saying some wild shit, some wild anti-vax shit. Now, on its own, this would not be so bad. But when you go and look at her likes and her follows. She has liked a bunch of, uh, you can see very clearly where she's getting the information because she has liked a bunch of these videos from a YouTube guy, from a fucking YouTube lunatic, who has her convinced that they are injecting people with the devil. (laughs) Yeah, you heard heard what I said, injecting people with the fucking devil. (laughs) Because that combination of words doesn't make any fucking sense. And she went to defend herself and she called herself a free thinker and so forth and so forth. And the more people looked into where she was getting her information, the more concerning it became. Let's be very clear about something. There's nothing wrong with being suspicious about um, the COVID vaccinations. We're black. We know the vibes. We know the history. Um, We know that this country has made uh countless medical advancements at the expense of black bodies however it becomes a concern when you are getting your information from unqualified lunatics and there are actual black medical professionals in the comments trying to direct you to correct information and tell you you wrong and you just want to be strong or wrong with these fucking hidden colors nutcases. Uh, so this one, this one, this one has me a little torn. Um, I, I do feel like the the escalation of this situation, you know, all the way to cancel culture is a little is a little is a little out there. Like we don't we don't need to get to the point where she's completely written off for you know this misguided shit oh ryan coogler is writing a third draft of black panther 2 <laughs> as we speak <laughs> it's like damn it fuck I, 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 i'm out here trying to get her you know to be the black panther in the next one and she's, she's that's what's really disappointing she's trying to get them to bring michael b jordan back <laughs> i don't want killmonger to be black panther yet killmonger's revenge yeah <laughs> but what 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 she and other people need to realize is that whether you agree to it or not, when you are a person of interest, you, you have kind of an unwritten responsibility to not potentially misinform people. And I, and I know that's, it's kind of a slippery slope because you don't want to, you don't want to limit people's, you know, freedom to express themselves and, and, you know, freedom to put their own opinions out there. But when it comes to something like vaccinations 
something whatnot. that could save people's lives. Right. And I and I have a I have a I know that I have opinions on different things that people may not agree on. And I'm very careful to not temper a public conversation with those opinions because it also doesn't that's not it's also not the platform for you to have a meaningful debate or discourse on that as well. Right. Like Twitter is not Twitter or Instagram are not meaningful places to have a meaningful discourse on whether or not you believe in vaccinations or not. I've I've heard, you know, I've heard valid arguments from both sides of the vaccination debate, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But there's also a place where you have that conversation. Um, she needs to be wary of the sources that she puts out in front of her. You know, QAnon, as we've all discovered, it's not a very reliable source of any type of information whatsoever. That's when they started lighting her ass up with the QAnon shit. Yeah. She's out here convinced and it's, you know, she's running with these ideas that the that Hollywood is a bunch of pedophiles who are drinking blood mm-hmm. to stay looking young. Apparently this includes Robert Downey Jr., her co-worker, who first of all doesn't look that damn young. I'm, I'm going to say he just has a gym membership, clearly, he, and he has, you know, he's he has the budget to spend good money on on makeup. Um, Robert Downey Jr. off camera looks like he's done some hard drugs. It, it, very much so, very much so. Johnny Depp too. That's why he just looks like a giant mustache at this point. Damn, cover up all his track marks. Yeah, I I, I just I I hate that. You know, she's she's put that type of information out there like that without strongly considering the sources that she's getting this information from and doesn't understand how this looks not only on her, but it's a reflection of the people that she's around and the people that she she works with. You know, Chadwick Boseman didn't die so that you can say some ill-informed shit and affect the future of uh, a a storied franchise. Especially not when especially not one that's built on black people's on, on uh, black people's consumption of it that's also built on black people um who let's be let's be honest here are dying disproportionately dying disproportionately from covid um as compared to our white counterparts that doesn't make any fucking sense and whether or not like it or not, you have a responsibility. You have something of a responsibility. Your opinion is your opinion, but when your opinion turns into misinformation, that's when we have the problem. Her character also plays a scientist, <laughs> which is <laughs> just yeah. a strange conflict uh, of interest. There, yeah, uh, one of the world's most foremost scientists at that. Uh, Smarter I, than well Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Yeah. So you know if 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 I say shut the fuck up, it's not from a place of stop saying dumb shit. It's from be mindful of the messages that you're putting out there and the sources of that information because Look, because it can really put you in a bad position. When Don Cheadle is telling you to shut the fuck up, damn. Don Cheadle got on got on and was like y'all. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't have to drag her. Maybe we can be informing her at this point. Maybe this is a teachable moment. Let's get a. Let's really look at where she's getting her sources. He looked. He looked at what she was following and the bullshit articles and videos, and then came back to Twitter. Is like, okay, 
maybe you should shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) And chill the fuck out. That is one of those moments where you having a black black people's private black people conversation where your coworker got to pull you to the side and go, Hey man, let's think about yeah. let's think about our career here. Right. Let's think about what we're doing before we jump off this ledge. That just shows me they don't have enough black people meetings over at Marvel. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> like outside the last Black Panther, outside that last scene in Endgame when they all came out, they haven't had a black people meeting since. They bout to. They bout to. There's some people coming to Brian Tyree Henry coming to this shit. Yeah. Mahershala Ali coming to this shit. It's about to be some black motherfucking Damn, black people conversation. Black people meetings. These black people meetings, <laughs> black people about, meetings about to get lit. Just with Mahershala coming in, that's that's. We might never see War Machine again. Don Cheadle just gonna show up. <laughs> <laughs> Who all there? Who all there? <laughs> you know, Angela Bassett gonna come in, baby. <laughs> baby. Now I know you only play my daughter on screen. <laughs> But, but no daughter of mine. Yeah. No daughter of mine. <laughs> it's going to come out with that bullshit. Fictional or otherwise. Yes. Get it together. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. These, white, these black people meet is about to be so fucking lit. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Uh, Donnie girl, she's going to be like, hey, I whoop your ass. I, I, don't, I, I don't know her. <laughs> I, I had to shave my head for this shit. So. <laughs> God damn. Um, so yeah, Leticia Wright, just shut the fuck up. We're trying to keep you working. Yeah. We're trying to get, we're trying to keep you with a job. We're trying to get one more fucking Black Panther movie out of this that's, shit. That's it. That's all we need. Just, just, just one more to just catapult some of these characters off. Do what you want to do after that. So we can get like a Disney series about fucking, uh... Lupita, you know what I'm saying? That's all. I, that's all I want. Imagine the Women of Wakanda Disney Plus series. Woo! Let's get Roxanne Gay back in the writers' room, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you fucking up the money. Now you fucking up the church's money. Chadwick can't be replaced, but you can. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh shit! It is true. It is true. Um, you notice? It, let me tell you something. And I'm and not to stretch this out too much, but Disney. We'll get the white people the fuck out of here. You see, they facing Jeremy Renner out. Yeah. Even though I did see some, I did see some set shots of, of the Hawkeye series. So he's still he's still Haley's, hanging in. Well, that's the, that's the thing. They've started off like that, and they phased in once they decided what they were going to do, and they phased in Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Um. So they can do the Matt Fraction stuff. Yeah. Um. You could, but you you could see Renner is. It's looking like. Yeah, it's close to the end for Renner, yeah. and they've been trying to phase him out because he's the one that don't give a fuck what comes out of his mouth. Yeah, and Disney will hit you on the head for anything because even even Chris Evans, who has who has just been a model of good behavior, had a couple of fuck ups at the beginning. Yeah. He said some loose shit about the uh, he said some that what he said some loose shit about the Black Widow. And you start, Him and Renner? And you start hearing rumors about John Hamm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he, and the, the 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 turnover was quick. Yeah. And they got and, and he got his shit together. You never heard him say a loose shit ever again. Thor went out here dressed as a Native American for Halloween. They whooped his ass over it. Yeah. He he had a heartfelt letter on social media about yeah. this shit and he never fucked up again. Yeah. 
I'm just saying, if that's how they treat the white people, <laughs> the franchise people, <laughs> sis, you got to get your shit together. You don't have a movie in your name yet. <laughs> they almost whooped Tom Holland's ass for giving up an Endgame spoiler. Yeah. Don't think it can't happen to you. And again, he had a movie in his name. <laughs> there has been no Shuri movie yet. And one coming. <laughs> shit. Uh, D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We have certainly done a podcast. We have done a respectable two plus two hour plus podcast with um, no twerking no twerking um you know not by choice yeah <laughs> um team oz i want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for sitting for sitting with us for kicking it with us for pouring up with us um we officially have 117 episodes in the can yes um i i it does in every week when i come home from doing this show, it does my heart proud that something that I didn't know if I wanted to even do going in um, has become this and has become this wonderful brand. Um, we definitely appreciate y'all helping us build this uh, community and this family. Let's build it further going into 2021. Um one of the expectations going into 2021, I didn't want to say this. I wasn't going to say this on air, but at some point, uh, every once in a while, I will probably be engineering and producing an episode hey, hey. myself. There we go. Uh, you know, uh, so, you, you know, and I can retire. Yeah. You know that. And so, you know, yeah. I'm trained in this a little bit. Uh, just want y'all to know the vibes, yep. you know, got to, got to use that knowledge. Um, we'll be back next week. Like as I always say, we're gonna be here. We're gonna be here to get through, yep. get y'all through this. Help you, y'all help us get through this. We'll be back here next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know how it goes. Um, until then, this has been episode one seventeen mm-hmm. of Opinions Wild Black. Oh, church announcements, do Randall? None. Okay, one seventeen of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I'm still D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties.